Greetings, and welcome once again to another episode of the Retro Redoctopus Zeppelin Podcast, the only show that celebrates all the things that make growing up awesome. We are part of the Dorkening and Inebriard Podcast Networks, and as always, we are brought to you by Deadly Grounds Coffee. Coffee to die for. <laughs> I don't know why we always laugh. Like it's I was like, just thinking that. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to laugh this it's time. It's not, not that funny. Doing it. It's not I that funny. Either. Yeah, I, I was just gonna say glug glug, motherfuckers. Yeah, right. <laughs> chug a chug glug right down my. Oh, your, your, your damn it, hole. damn it, boss rush! I wish you had said that. I uh, maybe next time. Oh, we could just start over and do it now. <laughs> no, it's too late. We're oh, already no, no. here. We're we're we've already got. We're already going. Let's go. We're we're, we're, we're going. We're already going. <laughs> All right. Anyways, I am your host Nintendo, and with me, as always, are my animated cohorts. Boss rush mode. Now you're playing with power. Video power. <laughs> Wait, why am I laughing? I, Damn I it. I, 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 now I, I feel laughing. like I have to laugh. I was laughing oh, on the shit. inside. Pew, uh, pew, motherfucker. Oh, yeah, there we go. See, there we go. Curse, Steve, Steve saved it. <laughs> 8 bit alchemy. Flibbity, flabbity, flubbity, fleen. Shorten these beetleborgs like a shriek defeat gene. Oh, sweet baby Jeebus. And Parasite Steve. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't find Parasite Steve. Yeah, found this found this very beautiful pie though. <laughs> what flavor pie? <laughs> it's uh spoon flavored. Spoon. <laughs> anyway, so this episode is all about Saban Entertainment. If you don't know who Saban is, uh, they are responsible for the American versions of uh, well-known Japanese live-action TV shows and cartoons. Uh, Like, over here, we have the Power Rangers, and we have uh, the Tick, we have X-Men, we have um, uh, a bunch of other awesome shows. like That we're going to be talking about tonight! Yes, yes. Digimon and, you know, all that fun stuff from the 90s. And, uh, and I'm going to read just a little bit about Saban Entertainment. So, Saban Entertainment, formerly Saban Productions, was an independent television production company formed in 1983 by Israeli musicians Haim Saban and Shuki Levy, or Levy, however, however you want to pronounce it. Yes. As, as an offshoot of the former previous company, Saban International Paris, it was best known for importing and dubbing Japanese series, both of the animated and live-action variety. In addition to that, it teamed up with French production teams and DIAC Entertainment for several animated series. Sacre bleu! Sacre bleu, motherfucker! <laughs> Ooh la la, motherfuckers! <laughs> They notably allied with Fox in the 1990s. No, as we all know, like the Fox box and Fox cartoons and mm-hmm. whatever. Um, uh, they, alongside, they, they contributed many series, Power Rangers or otherwise, uh, to the block. Uh, thanks to Fox acquiring the remnants of New World Entertainment, they also gained the rights to the library of Marvel productions, like Marvel Films and New World Animation. As well as its predecessor, D. Petit Freelang Enterprises. I don't know if I'm saying that correctly. That's okay. It doesn't matter. No no one's going to check. That you nailed it. I fucking nailed it on the inside. Oh, gross. (laughs) Because that's how I feel right now. Oh, 
gross. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. So, yeah, in October 2001, Saban met its demise and was oh, no. renamed. It was re- it was renamed to BVS Entertainment. This came two months after Haim Saban and News Corporation sold Saban and Fox Family Worldwide, known at, now known as ABC Family Worldwide, to the Walt. Uh, excuse me, to Walt Disney Company. Most of their library is still owned and controlled by Disney, except for Power Rangers. Its successors, VR Troopers, Beetleborgs, the Mystic Knights, and Tiernanorg. Nog, the Mystic Knights of of Tiernanog. Tiernanog. It's it's a perfectly normal set of syllables that you would say on any normal day. Yeah, right. I mean, you have the Mystic. If you're Gaelic, the Mystic Knights (laughs) of Tiernanog. You have have the Mystic Knights, and then you have a tongue twister at the end. Yeah, you know, there's there's like two people in the two types of people in the world: the types of people that love Tiernanog at Christmas, and and the kinds that don't. I don't love that. What do you mean the letter N? What do you mean the letter N's not a vowel? I love cinnamon flavored <laughs> Tier Nanog. Is were the Mystic Knights of Tier Nanog egg based? There were no eggs around. There was mm. no eggs about them. Bummer. I never watched that one. I watched mm. it a lot. Tier Nanog. Although it's not recall. what I'm. It's not what I'm uh, picking to talk about. I think but it was like a like a fantasy. It was an Irish. It was all based in like Irish and Gaelic mythology, and there was just like you know these four medieval knight people, and they would transform into super medieval knight people. And the <laughs> one wow. thing I fucking remember more than anything else was Chef Boyardee did a giveaway with this fucking show, and it was like oh unwrap the uh, you know the label around the can of of Chef Boyardee raviolis not the, not or whatever. The chef. The chef, the chef? and if you found like the golden can or whatever the fuck <laughs> you would win a castle like what? it was a fucking 90s contest for kids and it was raffling off a real fucking castle like i have wondered for years if anyone actually got because the wow. like what the hell how the how did they do that Oh, like it's in the deed for crap's sake. <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, that's crazy. my that's my caveat about <laughs> Mystic Knights of Tiernan. <laughs> oh wow, that's that's freaking crazy. Um. So yeah, continuing on. Um. Where was I? Okay. So, Tiernan. All these shows were reacquired by Disney by Saban Entertainment. Uh, blah, blah 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 blah. Let me start over. Disney by Saban Entertainment's successor, Saban Brands. In 2010, Saban International Paris was spun off from the company and rebranded itself as SIP Animation and continued producing series until being shut down in 2008. Hmm. In 2002, Disney formed Saban's spiritual successor, Sensation Animation, which was created to continue dubbing Digimon episodes, specifically Digimon (laughs) Frontier. Exclusively. Exclusively. That's all they did was fucking Digimon. It's pretty popular. For sure. Uh, after the dubbing was completed, Sensation was done in by Disney losing the dubbing licenses to Digimon. Go USA later held its dis- uh, distribution to the next Digimon series, Digimon Data Squad, followed by Saban Brands and Synodim, Cine- 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 whatever, um, reacquiring the rights. And they also uh, they were not involved with Sailor Moon. Uh, apparently, people. Th- 
thought that Joe Moon was involved with uh, Sailor Moon or whatever. Or Stabon was involved with Sailor Moon. Yeah. So, yeah, Sailor so Moon was thought... always involved with Sailor Moon. Every time. Oh, every it was time. very so. Oh, yeah. they, were, they were intimately familiar. Yes. Right, right. So that's a little bit of information about Saban Entertainment. And so now we're going to talk a little bit about the cartoons that we've watched mm-hmm. when we were younger. And uh, we will start off with Boss Rush Mode. All right. Well, I'm going to drop a little bit of gnaw on you people. Uh, I'm going to talk about a little show that uh, had 13 episodes in 1990. It was called Dragon Warrior, or as it was known in Japan, Dragon Quest, Great Hero Abel. Oh, I thought you were going to say Dragon Warrior. Uh, <laughs> Dragon nope. Questo. No, this is America's so Dragon Warrior, partner. So like, Howdy, like bitch. That. I love RPGs. <laughs> yeah. I love those now, jerks. Um, now, even though yeah, the United States only got 13 episodes, the the um, the show was actually taken from, or basically uh, translate. The first 13 episodes were translated and uh, distributed by Saban Entertainment, and but it came from a 43 episode arc from the Dragon Quest Great Hero Able that aired in Japan from 89 to 91, and apparently, from what I gathered. The series is based uh, close, more closely to Dragon Quest Three. So in in the United States, you know, the games were known as Dragon Warrior, and I'm not sure how many Dragon Warriors were out at the time. At least one, I'm pretty sure, uh, possibly two. But uh, it didn't really seem to have anything to do with any of those games, at least not from my recollection. I mean, not that I've played Dragon Warrior Two at all, but I've played through one. You know, I didn't play. I played hardly any turn-based RPGs back in the day, but Dragon Warrior was one of them. And yeah, this 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 TV show, even though it was just pretty much in name only, and I guess yeah, there there are a couple of slimes in it. They were all like companions to like a couple of the main characters. They I feel like they were enemies. like the parrots. Yeah, they were like names like Chi Chi and Kaka. Oops, I don't remember those. <laughs> Kaka <laughs> and uh, Gat Breath. Chi Chi and Nani. Nani. Yeah. They, 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 I mean, they were just. They were hardly in it at all. They would just pop out of like their clothing every once in a while. They're like, hey, and this make weird blah, 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 sounds. It's like they were, I don't even know why they were even there. To make uh, a dragon warrior. For it's, that. it's the same I, reason I, why I there's always Moogles and, um, and Chocobos in Final I Fantasy. Guess. It's Final I Fantasy guess. now. It is, yep. <laughs> but uh, like I said, the first 13 episodes were English dubbed, and the rest were just, you know, uh, probably just on YouTube. They're. They're subtitled. I don't. I don't think that they never got a release stateside, as far as I'm aware. Uh, and from what I recall, I mean, I got to see maybe half a dozen or so episodes back when it was originally released. But not that I didn't want to see all of them because I did. I did. I do remember liking it at the time, but it was on at such an early time slot. I don't think I got up early enough to see it every every time it was on. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but and you know, I do remember digging it back in the day. But I actually ended up watching. The 13 episodes in the last couple of days leading up to this uh, podcast episode, and I, I do gotta say, I, I enjoyed it. Cool. I mean, it's not the most, it's not the most amazing thing. It's not like Gargoyles or Batman the Animated Series, or it's not not, not of that caliber. But for right. early 90s for, shows, it was pretty good. In a relatively right. like obscure, you know, kind of forgotten cartoon, a lot of those are forgotten because they're kind of crappy. But it's like, right. oh, this one's actually pretty good. Oh, this one's right. like, yeah, this this one's decent. I mean, yeah, a lot of the characters are pretty one note, and uh, a lot of the the quest items like the hero able gets is just like 
oh, he, here's this very specific item that's going to come in particularly handy in the next episode, you know, like, mm. like yeah, here's some, like, uh, you know, heat seeds that's going to, you know, warm you up, you know, because you're going to be somewhere cold very soon, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing. Oh, Chekhov's know. heat it's, seeds. Mm. Yeah, it's, yeah, <laughs> Chekhov, Chekhov's utility belt or whatever the fuck. Right. Chekhov's inventory. I just like Chekhov's <laughs> heat seeds. <laughs> 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 but you know it's it's your you know standard you know hero fair you know with the village gets you know raided and you know the the main well the main character is named abel he's uh the guardian of the blue stone and the guardian of the red stone is named tiala and she's like a childhood friend that gets kidnapped and you know of course the whole save the princess kind of trope thing going on and uh abel is you know obviously has to set off to rescue her but the blue and the red stones are uh, important to like resurrecting and controlling or keeping at bay like the dragon that the main enemy Bar- Baramos wants to, to revive and you know take over the world because that's what every enemy wants to do is just take over the world. Right. Uh, so, and along Abel's journeys, he's accompanied by another childhood friend, uh, Moko Moko, whose who's one note is he's fat and always hungry. So that, that's basically what he provides to the team. Oh, you know? man. What is with animes and like coming up with that character? Yeah. I know they're very. Like, there always has to be like heavy. a guy who's fat and also only character trait is that they are always hungry. Like, right. there can't that, be anything else. Basically, it. like Yajirobe. Yeah. Like, always just referencing being hungry, wanting to eat, or just. Yeah. Const- it, it's like it, the it, only thing they're thinking about ever. Uh, yeah, like Hunk from Voltron, and uh, yeah, I mean, even even Rowan was uh, not not Rowan Kento from uh, the Ronin Warriors mm. was kind of like yeah. That. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like there's always one of those. There's always a, a lecherous old man. There's always yeah, yeah. like you know obnoxious, squeaky voiced kid, squeaky voiced yeah. kid. Yeah, it's like God damn it. Yeah, so many so many of the same archetypes. In at it, least at least right. in a lot of older anime. Yeah, yeah the old yeah even, for sure. Even, yeah. You know, current ones. Yeah. And rounding out this team is a uh, Yannick or Janik, the magician, who's actually a uh, he's a he's drunk a lot. So, but he's he's pretty useful most of the time. And uh, the most skilled warrior of the group is someone they meet along the way named Daisy, a female warrior whose armor actually pretty closely represents like the armor that um, the character from the first Dragon Warrior game wears. Um, so, so it's, it's almost you know, has something to do with the American game, but obviously the character in the video game is not, not female, but... Right. But, uh, oh yeah, and the, uh, the blue slime Coco, or what, I think it was Coco, actually. Chi-Chi and Coco, like, there was a pink slime that was always with Talia, who's named Chi-Chi, and the blue slime that was with Abel's called Coco. If butt I'm... breath. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> That's Kaka. Either one. Either or one. Yeah. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, and they just, you know, they set off on their quest, and each episode is referred to as level, so episode one is level one, episode two is level two, though they don't really reference it that much in the show itself, I think they only did it, like, once in episode 13, actually, when it's, like, it basically ended for, for North America, um, I'm guessing that was just, like, a, a full first <clears throat> season, and they were still probably thinking, oh, we'll just do more of this, whatever, because there's still, like, another 30-something episodes left, mm-hmm. Uh, but it's like the only time they referred to like a, an episode as a level, if I if I recall correctly. Huh. And uh, part of the reason, from what I could ascertain from my 
searchings on the interwebs. The only the, the reason why they only had thirteen episodes were um, a, supposedly there was a lawsuit filed by Akira Toriyama. Oh yeah, Akira Toriyama is like the main character designer and artist for the show. Obviously popular for the like, Dragon Ball and Chrono Trigger and like that, where like all like the main characters are four feet tall, muscle bound, wear sweatpants and have bananas for hair. So, sure. Like, that's yep. Really cool art style. But uh, apparently there was a lawsuit filed by Akira Toriyama uh, for not getting proper credit for his character designs. And I guess Saban just figured, you know what, between that and possibly the, the time slot it was in just didn't get good ratings. They just decided to just ditch the project and just stop at 13. Gotcha. Hmm. So, that would be my guess anyway. So if any of the awesome right. retroids out there has any more info or some gnaw on that, you know, feel free to drop it on us for sure. But uh, but uh, like I said, rewatched at least the dubbed episodes, and I I thought that was it was pretty good. The voice acting was pretty decent. Uh, the animation, the art style was obviously really good. Is you know, Toriyama is you know, you know, yeah, pretty awesome. So yeah, yeah he's he's definitely got a uh, a recognizable brand. That guy, yeah, de- very very distinct yep. art style. Yeah, yep, pick it out of a million. You know, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, that's definitely one I want to check out. You know, yeah, I definitely. do. I do enjoy me some Dragon Warrior slash Dragon Quest games. Um, yeah. You know, I know there's not too much pulling from the source material, but whatever. I don't care. Right. It's still fun. Right. Yeah. yeah. And awesome. uh, yeah. So I like the hero's journey. Whatever. Yeah. 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 Exactly. I know. It's a tried and true formula. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Totally yes. deep hole. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> yeah, I remember the show existing. I didn't really uh, get to see it too much. I do recall the slimes, and I just remember them like I don't know, being on shoulders like parrots. I don't know. That's just yeah. my, my memory. Mm-hmm. Really weird. Just hanging out for sure. Yeah, they're just just chilling like villains, but they're not villains. Chilling. Yeah. Cool. Now, did they do anything in the show other than just? just not really. No, they just they just, just fucked no. around, Joe. They just they were just, they oh, were God. They, they were round fuckers. Around. They it's fucked weird around because everyone's, behind everyone's backs. Like, no, no, right in front. front. Was, in front of the back. No, the, in front like, of the, oh, the back. Okay, okay. From from what I recall, they, they, they weren't even like plainly visible. So they would just pop out every once in a while. Gotcha. Hmm. So it's Wait, like, if okay. you're behind your back, aren't you in front of somebody? Wait, what's what's the front of the back called? Yeah, like if you do something behind your back, like <laughs> wouldn't that be your front? Because your back is oh, the, the front. front. Oh, oh the back. front. Oh, yeah. You're, yeah. Oh, okay. Guys. Sure. The, the front of the back is just called the front, right? It's called the front. <laughs> I forgot. The reback? I don't know. <laughs> the reback. They make good shoes, you know. Oh, my God. Oh, I love yeah, reback. God. They just oh, put in a yeah, plant re-back. down the road. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't, don't you know. Me lots of new jobs. Lots don't of new jobs. Know they make good shoes. Oh, my goodness. Goodness gracious. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right. So anyways, uh, okay, moving on. Parasite Steve. Um, yes, yes, sir. Uh so I just wanted to mention, uh, I don't know if, if you got a chance to say this, but we're gonna do the since we're in our brand new season three format now, we're splitting the discussion in half. So the first batch of shows that we're going to all present are cartoons. And then later we're going to do all uh, basically all the power ranger type shows. Cause that's, I think what he's sort of known for most. Mostly. It's, yeah. It's definitely what I think put him on the map. And um, just, uh, just saying this guy, Haim Saban. Um, so 
yeah, his company, you know, no longer exists in its uh, original form or whatever. But this guy, this guy was a a self-made man, 100% self-made man, uh, literally came from nothing. He was born in Egypt. He grew up in Tel Aviv. He literally is a three-time billionaire. Wow. Oh, which is wow. crazy. Where'd it go? According to Forbes, his real-time net worth as of today is $2.9 billion. So almost three times. Wow. Pretty freaking goddamn insane. That's some bank. Yeah, that's that's impressive. Yeah. You could buy stocks in GameStop. Holy shit. You could. so could a lot of people though. Stonks. Stonks. So I just I just wanted to uh to shout that out. Um so for my cartoon, I have chosen a beloved cartoon. So as you said, Joe, um Saban had control over a lot of Marvel shows yes. and uh, basically all the Marvel shows of the nineties uh, Saban had some hand in one way or the other, either producing or distributing. Um, I think the, you know, the, the two that are probably the most well-known are the X-Men show and the Spider-Man show that was on Fox for quite a while. I feel like it got five seasons or something. I feel like that Spider-Man show was on for a while. I could be wrong about that, but um he also did like some lesser known stuff. I'm just going to mention real briefly. Uh, there was like kind of, there were kind of like one season wonders or two season wonders. Maybe there were two seasons of an Iron Man show. There was an incredible Hulk show. There was a silver surfer show that didn't last very long. A lot of this stuff is actually right now on uh, Disney plus, which is pretty cool. So all that, you know, stuff that, you know, if, if you're a Disney plus uh, member and you're like, Oh my God, what is this? And you didn't know it existed. It's because it was just like a failed Marvel show that, si- that Haim Saban did. Like they, <laughs> it's so funny. There, there was a lot of them because at that point, you know, Marvel was in a tailspin. Um, they really didn't start to turn things around until blade, which was 96. So mm-hmm, there was right. a lot of, you know, the nineties where they were not doing well at all. And, um, you know, they, they didn't have a movie to speak of or anything like that. The comic book sales were, were down. And like, you know, this is when like essentially Batman was ruling the world as far as superheroes went. Um, right. So I will. I did pick a superhero show, but it's not a Marvel show. It's none of those. I'm I am picking the tick, um, which I uh, did a little sewer urchin for you at the beginning. Um, yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so the tick is uh, one of my favorite shows from the nineties by far. And, uh, I guess it was only distributed by Saban international, but, um, uh, that's currently, so I don't even know if that was, uh, truly at the time. I'm not sure if he had anything to do with it at the time, but, um, I feel like it counts. It, it's got Fuck it's, it. It's too late. We're talking about the tick Saban, now. Yeah. It's got a Saban <laughs> link and I'm going to talk about it. This is a great show. Um, Really funny, funny, funny show. I, I think it's it's my go-to, like, what a funny superhero should be because at this point there's been a million different funny superhero movies and TV shows and things and whatever. And by far my favorite version of The Tick is the original cartoon. And, uh, you know, the, the, the other cool thing about The Tick property just in general is that it was started by a local boy, uh, ben Edland is actually from Pembroke, Massachusetts, and uh, he got his start. They say in the Boston area. They always say Boston, you know, like the only it's the only town in Massachusetts. It's the only city in Massachusetts. 
Yeah, and uh, <clears throat> yeah, it's so, because nobody knows where friggin' Pembroke is or where. Pembroke, Pembroke or Pembroke, Pembroke. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, but anyway, so he's he's from there, and uh, kind of neat. And so he he actually went on to do other awesome stuff. I loved too. He was a writer on lots of cool shows I enjoyed, like Firefly and Angel and Supernatural, and various things. I mean, he didn't do a lot of Supernatural, but um. So yeah, pretty cool. So the tick show really, really funny. I'll, you know, I'm not going to talk too much about it, but it was based on the, the comic books that came first, but only like kind of in style and, you know, tone and like the basic overall idea of it and the level of, of ridiculousness and the type of humor. It didn't really have a lot of characters that were in common sometimes you would see episodes where there were characters from the comics that would like be in it uh in some form but they would be very different or they would have a different name um but so it really is very much its own thing um and uh yeah i, I mean three seasons uh so like let me see the, the breakdown so 13 episodes 13 episodes and 10 episodes in the last last season so it ran from 94 to 96 and uh it's just a an awesome relic of my childhood i uh i always always love this show and i do own it on dvd um and it's always fun to go back to this is a show that absolutely holds up and uh i swear some of the humor in it is is just it's just insanely insanely effective like very <laughs> few jokes on this show didn't like very few jokes flopped. didn't land. Yeah, like they never yeah. flopped. They yeah, the humor like, is just genuine. They were yeah. really, and it was all. It was also like a combination of being like, a, a, it was a lot of quiet humor. Like a lot of the characters were just kind of mumbly, and they're like, yeah, uh, well, uh, you know, uh, uh, gee, uh, uh, I don't know. Like they're kind of all like very, very calm. But then there's the tick, who in contrast is like so loud, loud enough so for everybody. Boisterous, super, and, yeah. Yeah. And so it just all worked. It just all worked. And there were like funny, goofy things like like I remember one episode, you know, he had a he had just come from like a theme park and the goofy theme park was Wheat World. And he had like all this wheat merchandise that he had bought at the gift shop because that's what you do you just go to a theme park and then you like you buy everything at the gift shop and he's like he's got like a, a wheat hat that's and a shirt and it says I love wheat. And like he's he's got like a piece of wheat in his teeth, like a, like a farmer out in the field. Like it's just so ridiculous. Like yeah. why did they think of that? They could have done anything, and they picked the most boring thing possible. You know, like a theme park around wheat. Um, <laughs> lots of really really funny uh, episodes and really funny memorable characters that were villains, like that only were ever in one episode, or maybe they <laughs> yeah. came back around like Weedabix. <laughs> I know, not like Weedabix. Like, I mean, Chairface Chippendale, as voiced by Tony J, was only in yeah. one episode. Oh, he was nice. he appeared elsewhere, but I don't think he ever had a speaking role other than his uh, his one episode. Yeah. Um, the Midnight Bomber, what bombs at midnight? Midnight Bomber, what bombs at midnight? Also, yeah. I loved the uh, the Human Bullet. Who? <laughs> who's, he, <laughs> right. he just didn't. He, it's like he, he didn't have a power. It was just that he had built himself this gigantic, like absolutely ridiculously long gigantic long cannon and he had a bullet shaped helmet and so he rode himself into this giant economy like novelty cannon and then he would shout to his son 
and he would just always say, "Fire me, boy," <laughs> which was the character's name. They they never they never named the son, so he was literally fire, fire me, me, boy. boy. <laughs> <laughs> and, and fire me, would, boy. He would just be like, "Fire me, boy," and it was that that moment like of Superman where he's like, "Oh, something, someone's in trouble." I can hear somebody, and he like rips open the top of his shirt, and he's like, "Oh, ah, oh, this looks like a job for Superman." It would be like that, but the human bullet would be like, "Oh." Dangers afoot, and he would load himself into the cannon. Fire me, boy! And the the kid would like just fire him, and he would just get shot. And and then it, there were some. Don't see him like, again. Yeah, so like sometimes at the end of the episode, I remember there was an episode where it took the entire episode. You've forgotten all about him, and then at the very very end, he like hits something, and it's just and he falls to the ground. He's like, ow. <laughs> and then it just ends. That's all he could do. He's not, Iris like is out. guided. It. It's just done. He's just a man in a can. Yeah, it's like, what do you think was going to happen, <laughs> sir? You literally just. He pan- it's like you panic out. and don't know what to do. It's like, well, this is the only thing I can do. Oh, Fire yeah. me, boy. Fire me, boy. I yeah, love I just want to add. No, I. The, the villain, uh, Chairface Chippendale, is yeah. probably like one of my favorite characters on the show mm-hmm. because his head is li- literally a chair. <laughs> it's just a chair. <laughs> a fucking chair. It's just a- yeah. And and I yeah. I think that is also one of my favorite episodes on the show. I think yeah. If I if I remember correctly, uh, he wanted to spell his name on the moon. Yeah, yeah. Right. And, and he only got as far as cha. Yeah, C H, <laughs> and then he got most like three quarters of the A. A. And yeah. then they stopped the laser from working. <laughs> and for the rest of the show, it was still there. It was always there. It was yeah, always they would there. always and show that, the moon with the cha. Yeah, that yep. amazed me. Like, you don't see that kind of stuff on never. Cartoons. You it's never see just that. like you no, know, it's forgotten. Like okay, yep, things are just back to normal so, and whatever. So 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 funny. And that was near the beginning of the first season too. That was like an early episode. And yeah. then what what happened later was there was this Galactus, uh, very thinly veiled Galactus wannabe, who's I think his name was Omnipotus. and uh, he was just like this big fat guy who would eat planets, but he would literally like take bites of planets and like <laughs> physically eat them like galactus consumes them not in the literal sense he has like machines that like break down the matter and like somehow he gets nutriment i don't fucking know but this guy literally would like reach out and take a bite of the planet because and so he uh he ended up taking a bite out of the moon and so <laughs> from that point to the rest of the show the moon was always a crescent and uh because he, he had a bite taken out of it. Like, it was just funny. They were always shitting on the moon. Like, poor moon. I know, right? <laughs> we need the moon. Stop poor shitting moon. on it. Uh, anyway, so uh, very funny. Lots of uh, fun, thinly veiled character references like like Omnipotus. And uh, there's also a, uh, a chameleon type character who was like the wall crawling Spider-Man type. I think he was the crusading chameleon but then sometimes he was a caped chameleon they couldn't decide what his name was i also loved uh for, <laughs> there was a lot of like just pun you know pun named superheroes that were just funny and yeah. one of those that i really enjoyed was a uh, bipolar bear and uh, <laughs> he was only in one episode <laughs> i think it was in the first episode and he just he's he's dressed as like um like a like a panda bear polar bear sort of hybrid costume and uh he's got like a teal blue cape or something and he he gets out of bed and he's like, this looks like a job for bipolar bear. If only I could get out of bed. And he just sits back down. <laughs> right. Um, not to make light of those out there who have a bipolar disorder, but uh, that was right. That was, right. That was kind of funny. right. Pretty funny. Um, I like yeah. American made. It's American made is awesome. Yeah. The uh, 
Wonder Woman type clone, Wonder Woman slash Captain America type character. Yeah. Wonder Wonder America. Yes. Captain Woman. Yes. <laughs> uh, she would just throw, throw her shoes. And uh, there, there was a who throws of, a shoe. Honestly, honestly. <laughs> American made. It was funny though because, like, you know, not to turn this into a whole tick thing, but like with the the live action show, the first live action show, the one with Patrick Warburton as the tick, there were like versions of the main two superhero sidekick characters. Um, well, not sidekicks, but like his friend superheroes, which was American made, and a Batman clone that was named in the cartoon. His name was Deflator Mouse which just means the field mouse. And in the, uh, in the live action, he was Batman. Well, um, right. and, 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 also and good. <laughs> yeah. And uh, American made was uh, captain Liberty, but they were both like very similar. It's like, they just couldn't use the names or something. There must've been some legal reason that they couldn't use the names, but it's right. kind of interesting. Uh, anyway, the tick spoon. Nice. spoon, spoon. Love it. Love the tick. Yes. All right, eight bit alchemy. Hello. Oh hi, how you doing? I'm doing okay. So, so uh, the cartoon that I'm going to talk about from Saban is uh, not a cartoon I actually ever saw growing up, but is based on a toy that I was pretty familiar with. Oh. So, uh, so here we go. So, so this show is called Creepy Crawlers, and uh, you have it to say it was, like that. You have to. But what's funny is that that like is the jingle. NBC. That's the jingle for the toy. The uh-huh. show, which came out while the toy was out, used a different theme song. Oh, come on. It's right there. I, I know. I know. I was a little disappointed. Um, but whatever. So uh, the Creepy Crawlers cartoon um, was, you know, obviously made to promote the toy. It was made to um, promote the current toy max line of the long-running creepy crawlers toy series which actually originated uh with uh, the company mattel uh which we might know uh mattel electronics presents b17 balmer um you know everyone everyone knows the television yeah yep uh so mattel had a had a toy back in 1964 called the thing maker and the whole deal with this toy was that it was a it was basically like a heating block that you could put these plastic molds into and you would fill the plastic was, mold with this goop. Was the name stuff stuff bringer taken or something like that? Right. No. Yeah. They they're like, oh thing maker, perfect. So uh, <laughs> I mean it was the sixties. I don't know. They weren't like super Thank creative. You. I'm actually Thank surprised you. that the name never changed from creepy crawlers. Like that brand started in the sixties and they just fucking kept it for like 50 years um so so the thing maker was a big you know uh you know promotion to try and get uh a lot of toy money from you know the the male audience because the easy bake oven was really popular and they're like how do we you know market something for for boys and uh so they had this this oven that you can't it's impossible Uh, so it was like this heating block and you would put these molds in, you'd fill the molds up with this patented air quote, plastic goop. And, uh, and you would basically heat up the plastic, which would solidify it. It would cure the plastic and you would end up with these, you know, little rubber mold toys, you know, that you could just, you know, fuck around with. And I guess apparently by far the, the line of toys that were the most popular were the creepy crawlers. And they were all just like scorpions and spiders and snakes and just like all, you know, creepy critters 
And, uh, and so that, that property was Mattel's for a very long time. But then in the 90s, it got bought by, um, I think in the 80s, it got box, bought by Jack's Pacific. And then it got bought by Toy Max later. Uh, and so then in the 90s, Toy Max had it and they're like, all right, let's make a cartoon so that way we can make merchandise like with toys and, and action figures and shit. And then the action figures came with more molds for the creepy crawlers like oh, oven that's cool. toy, which was really cool. Yeah. Like I, I think this whole concept is great. Yeah. Um, you know, the show itself is like it's really it's nothing to write home about. It's it's <laughs> right. so just there. How do it's I the opposite. how do I not be a jerk? Uh, it's yes. I mean it's the opposite of, of what Boss Rush Mode said about Dragon Warrior. It's just like this was forgotten, it never got a DVD release, and it makes perfect sense. Like it's <laughs> it's completely just it's just kind of ass. But um so the show was it was produced by Saban. Uh, it was also co-produced by Abrams and Gentile Entertainment. Uh, it had two seasons, which isn't nothing, you know, and it had 23 episodes, which were uh, ran from 94 to 96. Uh, and so here we go. We're going to we're going to deep dive into the, the story. Let's do it. Here. And uh, dive, dive, uh, dive, dive. Uh, <laughs> gosh, guys, put on your helmet. So the show, revol- the show revolves around a boy named Chris who works for a local magician whose actual fucking name is Professor Guggengrime. <laughs> that's not like his goddamn stage name he's a professor like he's a fucking doctor with hey, that name call me Guggengrime <laughs> and he's not a bad guy yet so uh professor Guggengrime uh so he works for him in his magic shop and uh chris loves magic you know he's a big fan of magic he's constantly trying to perform magic tricks and uh oh and yeah he's got his, that black lotus card you know that, that oh black lotus. yeah that's the, the black lotus want, yeah. that really rare one that was oh from, like, yeah the that's first the oh yeah god that thing's worth like a, a whole GameStop stock. oh you can buy so many rebacks uh, with one oh my god oh so many uh so yeah so he's always trying to perform magic in the magic store it doesn't seem like a crazy thing to do right but Guggen grime is a total ass and he hates this <laughs> and he just yells at Chris all the time. And he's like, get back to work. You have to be sweeping. And Chris is just like, but like magic and stuff. Well, he's like, he's like man. Sweeping. Right. God. <laughs> so Guggen Graham's a total buzzkill. Uh, and so in his spare time, Chris just, you know, invents a fucking device called the magic maker. Like in the span of a single episode, this kid just like, whips out this magic oven thing and uh he uses to you know perform like some some little stupid tricks um but uh prof guggen catches him and he's like hey cut the shit and so he confiscates the magic maker and he fires chris in one fell swoop he steals the thing he made and fires him i'm like what an asshole So <laughs> what a dipshit! What a what dipshit! A <laughs> totally. So uh, it, under under the cover of night, Chris breaks back into the shop to to steal back his magic maker, and uh, it's it's super funny. The, like he's he's snooping around, and he's like, "Oh, I wonder where Professor Guggengrime hid my magic maker." And he's like, "Oh, there it is." And he li- it's like it's literally in a trash can. Like he doesn't even comment on the fact that it's in the trash. He's just like, Oh, there it is. And picks it up. I'm like, dude, he threw it out. He didn't, he didn't hide it. He didn't hide the waste paper. He's not keeping it as like this, you know, trophy of war. It's like he threw it in the trash. Uh, So he takes next to to the money maker. (laughs) Right. You know, (laughs) so the magic maker uh, is, is reclaimed, but this this one singular night happens to be uh, the night of a particular once every thousand years planetary alignment called the magical millennium moment. 
That's M cubed okay. for you. <laughs> and uh, and so during this moment, uh, th- so okay, right? Like it's the '90s, but also it's it's creepy crawlers. So everything is just fucking goo. Every <laughs> single possible option to make goo references, they do it. So the moon during this magical millennium moment, it just starts raining down green goo. <laughs> Oh my Magical God. Millennium Moment feels like an anime subtitle. Like it feels like it should be Card Capture Sakura Magical Millennium Moment. Yeah. You know, <laughs> whatever. But uh, so yeah, so the moon starts. I think it sounds just... like a, a like a contestant on RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the moon's just raining down green goop. It floods the magic maker like, in the store. Like it it floods the whole store. It just floods the whole store. And then the magic maker gets flooded with magical goo. Mm-hmm. And it just like spontaneously produces three enormous humanoid magic trick bug hybrid creatures that are just in that moment dubbed the goop mandos. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to what's, just get through this. What's... Goop for the goose is goop for the gander. Oh, it's goop for the gander. So these are uh, these goop goop mandos. So uh, they are called Volt Jolt T three and Hocus Locust, which I actually I like. That name. I think Hocus Locust is pretty funny. Uh, so they all pop out and they're like, "Hey, Chris!" And he's like, "Holy fuck, you're huge bugs!" And he just runs away. Uh, so here's the thing: if you look up this show, these characters look one hundred percent. Like just big muscular dudes with more than two arms, but they don't look anything like bugs. Not at all. One, one of them looks them, like he's made of rope. One of them is made of rope. That's Hocus Locus. Because that's the thing. They decided not to just make them bugs. They're also magic trick inspired. So Volt Jolt was created from the floating light bulb in the uh, in the magic maker, and it's based on a lightning bug. Uh T3 is short for Tick, trick, tick, and he was created from a pack of cards and based on a tick. Whatever. Oh my god, I hate, I hate this. I hate all of this. And then Hocus <laughs> Locus, so Hocus Locus was created from rope tricks and based on a locus. But it's like, yeah, no. At he's least not. they were thinking. At least they I were mean, trying. I guess that's uh, low bar. So Guggen Grime uh, takes the magic maker and he's like, ah, oh, well, this thing has uses. And uh, and so then he makes his own bad guys called the gr- the Crime Grimes. <laughs> uh and i mean essentially this the the synopsis can just end here i don't really need to drag you guys sure. through it i watched I the whole first episode and that <laughs> felt like an accomplishment so i was you know i was pretty happy yeah. um but yeah i mean the show is just very dumb there's not a lot of merit in it but it was a very smart tool for selling the toys yeah uh, sure. so appar- yeah. apparently they did a line of 12 action figures um and they also came out with the Goozuka assault vehicle, which uh, is awesome. That's pretty goddamn awesome. I gotta hand it to him. Uh, and yeah, the Creepy Crawlers action figure playset was uh, depicted in a 1994 Toy Max toy booklet, but apparently was not produced. Um, but yes, each figure came with a metal mold for use with the Creepy Crawlers toy oven, and it was used to make custom accessories for each figure. Using cool. the plastic goop, so you could actually, you know, create little weapons or belts or whatever the hell. Um, so yeah, I think that as a whole is cool, but you know, the show just is bad. So it's <laughs> unfortunate. And um, yeah, 
Oh, uh, the the theme song is is super terrible. I was going to type each word out, but I already did that for both seasons of my second show, so I wasn't going to do it for a third one. But these <laughs> fucking intro themes are so beautifully horrible that I was like, oh, I really just want to share every stupid word. But it's fine. Just go look it up on YouTube. There's plenty of uh, plenty of references there. But yeah, so that's 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 creepy crawlers. Oh my oh boy. god! Wow. Yeah. Oh boy. Oh boy, indeed. See, I think that um, you know, Haim Saban. I think what what his deal kind of just was was that like he just kind of like was never really that invested to any of his things. He's just throwing absolutely everything at the wall. And seeing <laughs> right. Yes. He didn't, he didn't just say a, no to anything. It's mostly just spreading his name. Not no trying mm. to promote shows like okay me me me. Well, me. I mean, I, I think that he was trying to you know find a hit, and he did with Power Rangers. But then For after sure. that, it definitely became like okay, now I can remarket Power Rangers and do a million versions of that, yep. and do the same thing, and replicate the success. Which of course he never did, but he clearly still was making money the whole time. So I mean, I, I don't know. Like he clearly very cheaply made the, the when it was a cartoon, whether it was a cartoon or a live action, it was very cheaply made and a lot of the live action shows had like you know we'll get into this later but like the stock footage he would use from the existing japanese shows wherever mm -hmm. possible so he was really only filming like you know 10 or 12 minutes of of show probably for a 21 minute episode of tv he's probably got at least half of it um right. and stuff so you know it's just it just was funny you know it's he was a very prolific producer uh, especially in the nineties and everything, but yeah, not, not all of it was good. Uh, not most of it was good. <laughs> like, <let's do> <laughs> right. uh, but you right. know, it, it's, it's super interesting. Like these shows were on all the time and, uh, we saw that freaking logo like constantly. everywhere. Constant. Yeah. All right. Yep. All right. So moving on, uh, my pick would have to be little shop. And this came out in 1991 from September 7th to November 30th. And I do remember the show back in the day. And I didn't recall if I actually liked it. Um, I watched like not even half an episode recently. <laughs> and so, so you did like it. I it. did not like it. Loved it so much. <laughs> I only needed half. I only, yeah. not, even, I, not even half. Like not even. I just couldn't um, take it all. It was just, oh my god! I like I feel like a lesson needs to be learned here. Um, don't do drugs. <clears throat> also, Audrey too does not need eyeballs. Right? No. Audrey's not even on, is not even the name of the plant in the show. Oh really? It's Junior. Oh god. So instead of uh, you know feeding off people. You know, drinking blood or whatever for it to uh, to grow and whatever. Uh, they had to tone it down for a kids TV show, mm -hmm. and it just eats like you no know, sandwiches and all this shit. It is so fucking stupid. Um, <laughs> it's loosely, <laughs> very loosely based on the book and movies. Um, the premise of the show is. You know this kid Seymour Duncan uh, and Seymour Duncan, uh, Seymour uh, Krellborn. Oh, uh, Seymour <laughs> Butts. Seymour Butts. Um, he is a self-proclaimed nerd, and 
he this kid got picked on a lot and uh so early on in the first episode he gets picked on by by, by this bully and he gets them all muddy like like this, this kid's walking and the bully rides his bike and like drives over a puddle of mud like a, a few times and the kid is just fucking drenched in mud so the the, the bully takes this the, the kid's homework and throws it in the dumpster and says okay fuck you i'm leaving and the, the kid's like the kid the kid's like i don't know why this guy doesn't like me like i didn't do anything to him. so anyways he goes to the dumpster and he falls into the dumpster the dumpster truck just happens to come in come by pick up the dumpster and bring it to a landfill and it gets dumped and i swear to christ <laughs> this kid fucking falls like 500 feet into this freaking pit of trash and he finds this this seed and he's like well i guess i'll just you know take it with me it looks really cool i'll keep it for my collection <laughs> i mean who, who who can say no to a to a nice dumpster seed a free, right a free trash right. seed Chekhov's right. trash seed right <laughs> so so it's so fucking weird it's like so he i don't know how the hell he got out of the fucking landfill i mean that was a pretty fucking deep hole that he fucking that's a totally fell deep in. hole it's a totally, totally deep hole totally deep, <laughs> totally deep hole how far down is this dumpster oh my god so so the next scene is like he's in school about to you know eat lunch the bully comes over uh tries to take his lunch but the seed had hatched or it started sprouting and it or had already eaten the, the sandwich and instead bites the bully's fingers and that's as far as I got. It was. I'm like, this is fucking stupid. It, the, this plant's eating a sandwich. I can't. Oh my god, it is so fucking bad. <laughs> Dogs and plants living together. Oh. Mass hysteria. <laughs> Mass sandwich. Oh, it's so fucking bad. I do not so recommend apparently it. Apparently, the the plant is supposed to be named Audrey Junior, and they call it Junior. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'm reading that now. Yeah. Oh my god! And there's like musicals in every episode. The, apparently, the bully. I the name oh. of the bully is Pain Driller. Oh my god! <sighs> Brazzers. I'm telling you, it's fucking painful. Yeah, so fucking it is painful. Pain Driller. Now, I am a big fan of the movie. Oh and, yeah, I mean the movie. Yeah. I, I uh, especially the, the the remake with uh, yeah, yeah, with, with, uh, what's his face. Yeah, Rick Moranis. Rick Moranis. Rick Moranis. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not so the, good. Not, not so much the uh, the the uh, the one with Jack, but the uh, you know the the one everybody knows. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. The uh, that the Steve Martin. Yes, the Steve. Yep. <laughs> He's a damn taster. <laughs> um, yeah, I I am a I'm a big fan. Doctor Matteo is a big fan, and uh, yeah, I love I love Audrey. I loved Audrey too so much. Like it's just mm -hmm. one of my favorite movie monsters. So so, f I mean, it's one of my hands down favorite movie monsters for the practical puppet that they made. It's so right. unbelievably oh, right. amazing to me. Like yeah. I cannot yeah. to this day I can watch that every single time I'm blown away. It, the thing is huge. It's like the it's size of a room, so and the way cool. that it like articulates and enunciates the words, oh. like it's insane. Like they could have just easily made it just open and close, right? 
No, right. no. like, no, no, this thing's going to actually enunciate, enunciate its syllables and its words and look like it's actually saying the words that it's saying. It's 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 insane. But so, yeah, uh, I vaguely remember this show uh, seeing it like I'm looking it up now. Um, I do now recall, like thinking that it looked terrible. And I so think ugly. I all the backgrounds it. look unfinished. Like every scene, the backgrounds are just these ridiculous swaths of like two colors and like not filled in yeah. outlines. Like the whole thing just looks so unfinished. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's stylistically very ugly to me. Yes. Yes, know. especially especially the the main character. Oh, Stanley. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he is really ugly. His upper lip would put your eye out. <laughs> like just like got corners. <laughs> oh my fucking god, so goddamn bad. Anyways, I don't feel like talking about this show anymore because it's so fucking terrible. Um. So yeah. Anyways, that was the meat and potatoes of the cartoon part of this podcast, and I want to get to the octoponder of of the show, which is. If you were a Power Ranger, what color would you be? What weapon would you use? And what Zord? So, yes. so while you guys think about that, we'll, we will take a short break. Deadly Grounds Coffee knows how important your coffee is to you. Every batch is roasted to perfection with a unique special method that brings out the richest, deepest, smoothest flavor you'll ever find. We're coffee freaks, too, and deadly serious about our brew. Just one sip and you'll know why we say, once you go deadly, you don't go back. It's truly coffee to die for. So when you're ready to get a little deadly, get online and order yours at getdeadly.com. It's coffee so good, it's scary. Hey, what's going on? I'm Steven. And I'm Ron. And we're the hosts of the Super Retro Throwback Reviews Audio Podcast. If you like to hear the latest pop culture news with some smart-ass commentary as well as the latest movie reviews, then check us out. Also, we're a multi-award nominated podcast, so we're doing something right. God knows how that happened. So check us out on all major podcasts and distributors and check out Super Retro Throwback Reviews on all social media platforms. Hello, this is Terrell Whitlatch. I am the lead creature designer for The Phantom Menace, among other things. And you are listening to Retro Redoctopus. Hey, are you ready to do some bacon? It's about that time where we ask you, the audience, to octo-ponder this. All right, and we are back. So, the octo-ponder was, if you were a Power Ranger, what color would you be, what weapon, and what zord? So this should be a little bit interesting. So we're we are going to uh, give you guys our answer, and then we will, or I will read the comments from the Facebook page that you guys submitted. So thank you guys so much for that, and we will start with Boss Rush mode. Yeah, that's me. Sure uh, is. Let's see, if I were a Power Ranger, <clears throat> I would probably be blood red in color. Mm-hmm. Uh, my weapon of choice would be a flail or something bludgeony <laughs> or a mace. So it's like a your, flail. Your, your arms just flailing about? No, or... no, no, no. Like, oh. like a stick with a chain and a big heavy thing at the end of it. Oh, okay. And then my uh, my zord would be like a, a ram zord. Mm. 
nice. keeping with Ram's the bludgeon, bludgeon-y theme because you know bladed weapons are awesome and all that, but I don't know something that really kind of something that can turn a body into paste is what calls out to my soul. Anything that can <laughs> cave in a face is okay by me. Yeah. Face cave. Okay. Face cave. Yes. Face cave. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I like that. I like that a lot. I think I think a red Ramzord would look really kick ass, honestly. Yeah. 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 Totally great. Yeah. All right. Parasite Stevan. Um, all right. So I am gonna go with uh my color. I'm gonna be bronze. Because they they have like gold and silver and shit, so I'm gonna be bronze. Because I don't think there has been a bronze ranger. And for my weapon, I'm gonna go with like Wolverine claws, and you know, but like not coming out of my actual body, but like you know, just a weapon. Mm-hmm. And um, for my Zord, it's gonna be a Pangolin, so I'll be the uh, the bronze Pangolin Zord, and um, it will definitely like be able to roll up into a ball, and like you know crush its opponents and also have really really humongous claw hands that will kind of like you know be you know mirroring the fact that i have the wolverine claws and it'll be able to dig underground and stuff and uh and yeah i think it'll be pretty cool nice oh yeah very nice Ape-bit-a-k-a-me. okay so uh i am going to inadvertently take most of one of our retroids answers because we are just kindred spirits i will not reveal <laughs> that until uh, you get a chance to read it but um yeah so my color is gonna have to be uh hold on pushes up glasses hex color code hashtag three six zero one three f Ooh. Uh, Ooh. that is a that is a deep purple color that is that is actually the purple called deep purple uh, <laughs> all right we're done uh so so deep purple in color uh my weapon is going to be a halberd you know, nice pull axe. Mm. Can't get enough of it. I think they mm. are just cool as shit. I um, like when birds are named Hal. I right. love a good bird <laughs> named Hal. I know. It's just a just a just a just a good old fashioned name. It's a good old just a good old fashioned name. Uh, and then my my sword would have to be an ankylosaurus because they've always been my favorite dinosaur. Uh, they're spiky. They're turtley. They got the clubby tail. They're just great. Mm-hmm. Um, they eat plants, so you know you could hang out with them, and you know they wouldn't try to eat your steak. True, uh, true. But you know, all all things considered, you can they keep just all look the steak cool. you earn. All the steak you earn is yours to eat. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I just think that they're cool as shit. And I don't know, I don't really think there ever was an ankylosaurus in any so, of the Power Rangers. So we could be like, dude, are you a tank? And you're like, basically, and I'm like, pretty much, <laughs> yeah. Uh, are you yes. a mineral? Oh well, yeah. yeah. Were we supposed to come up with a name? Yeah. Or no? Was that part? I don't know. That was. I I I I didn't come up with a name. Okay. Okay. Because I I noticed some people had done that, so I was like, oh shoot, did I misread it? I guess that's anyway. That's extra credit. Extra credit. Extra credit. All right. Cool. Cool. All right. So my pick would have to be black with purple trimmings. My weapon of choice would be like dragon talons. And. My Zord would have to be a honey badger because mm-hmm. they don't give a shit. <laughs> they don't give a fuck. They don't, give, they a don't fuck. give a shit. I forgot. I wanted to say I had gold trim. You reminded me. There's there's definitely gold trim. 
Uh, so you're straight pimping then. Straight, 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 Scotty P. Yeah. <laughs> nice, nice. Thanks for this next stupid. <laughs> I think that's uh, those that, are that's... all pretty freaking awesome. I guess, I guess, yeah. I could have some like you know, I'd be blood red with like maybe like black trim, and I would live deliciously or some shit like mm. that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so live those, So those were our picks. Amazing. And now picks. I those shall are our read. Amazing picks, Joe. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> like the some of the best they were, picks. They were like some of the best picks that we've, I've seen. Picks that we've and picked. these and these were like fucking fantastic. I mean, they were four four of the picks. You yes. just heard them, so you guys know. Yes. So now I will read your comments in our Facebook page, and I will start with Chris Philbrook, and I absolutely love this one. I'm going to throw that out there. <laughs> He says, I would be the Brown Ranger, and my Zord would be a UPS truck. At the end of every episode, I'd appear and scream, what can Brown do for you? <laughs> then throw a box marked fragile as hard as I could on, on a doorstep and start whooping ass. <laughs> so ass whooping is the weapon, I guess. I'm assuming. I think it's I, a fragile. I, box. I mean, the, the, the box. Yeah. The oh, the box. box. The box the is the box. Weapon. Oh, yeah. The, weapon. Weapon. the box is the weapon. Right. It can only, and, it can only uh, affect what's inside of it, though. And I'm so. I, I, the reason why I love this and I think it's hilarious is because he is not far from the truth from what UPS workers do. Because I've worked there for a couple of years, like many, many moons ago, and I used to load trucks and people would literally just throw the shit in the back of the truck and just scream bloody murder. And it's like <laughs> out of frustration, like their lives fucking sucked or something. It's like, who is uh, screaming bloody murder? They're like, ah, fuck. They're just like bloody, bloody murder, murder, bloody murder. murder. And then they, and then they, they look in the mirror and they're like, oh shit, that's bloody Mary. Darren. I did oh, oh my God. Oh, so hemoglobin <clears throat> homicide. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the next one is Phil Conti, who is a good friend of ours. And he says, I'd want to be a played ranger, and my weapon would be an axe because I always want to be a lumberjack leaving from tree to tree. <laughs> Wait, you mean he plaid? doesn't say a Zord. Plaid. He doesn't say a Zord. I, I assume whatever the Zord is, it would be wearing suspendies and a bra. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Like his dear mamar. Dear papar. His dear papar. <laughs> I always right. wish he'd be a girly. Next is Andy Doyle, that cheeky bastard. Uh, he he says purple, chain, comma, and ankylosaurus. So almost, See, that's almost twinning. Almost twinning. Uh, almost the same. Chain commas are cool. Yeah. PJ Rahal, who is also a good friend of ours, and he says I would be gray, and my Zord would obviously be a shark. The Zord would be an <laughs> amphibious. My weapon of choice would be a. I cannot pronounce this word. What's it called? I, I mean, I'm going to go with Maquahuitl. Yeah, that's so weird. It's like a shark tooth club, I guess. Bah, well, like okay, because he says it's like shark a Mayan tooth. thing or something. I, I oh. found it on Wikipedia and posted it, but yeah, I, I didn't know. Yeah, it. yeah, I see it. Yeah, really, really. Well, it bizarre. has several obsidian blades lining the outside of the wooden club. Yeah. He says, with a shark tooth shaped blades, either that or a warhammer in the shape of a hammerhead shark. 
which is, which is actually pretty, pretty awesome. Interesting. Pretty yeah. Awesome. I like that. Very cool. <clears throat> and uh, let's see here. That's of course Jason. That's of Jason. course Patsy from Shark Bite. So of course he's yes, gonna yes. Of course love, he's gonna loves loves shacks. Yes, that, he does that, shacks. I think that would be. Uh, I think that would be good. That I think those are all well thought out. That was very good. Love shark, baby. Like, love like shark. Love no. shark, baby. That's where it's at. Yeah. The love shark is a little little place where we, we can, can get, get together. together. <laughs> love shark, baby. baby. I love shark, shark baby. Money. <laughs> That went on a little too long. A little too long. Well, I thought All it was right. going to fade out, and then Bosphorus kept I was like, all right, I'm going to keep going. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Jason Gar- Garvias. I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing your last name wrong. He says, I'd be the Dark Gray Ranger, and I'd have I would a... say Gervais. Ger- Gervais, who would say that? Okay. He, he says, I'd be the Dark Gray Ranger, and I'd have a... Stegosaurus sword that would roll up into a saw blade and attack shit, and my <laughs> weapon would be a dual sickles. I mean, that's dual sickles. Stegosaurus. My I weapon like would be a dual citizenship. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> yes, I like that a lot. Dark gray ranger, Stegosaurus sword, and, Stegosaurus. Yeah, and it, it, two sickles. It's like I don't know how you dual, would wield dual, dual sickles. Two yeah. sickles. I feel two like the, the weight balance would dual allow sickles. it. Dual sickles. Two. Tool wielding, tool wielding, tool wielding. God damn, Scotty P. P. Another, another Scotty P. Reference. Wow. <laughs> yes, he's yeah. all up. He's all over this episode. <laughs> yes. I don't know if all Scotty right. Parmenter listens to our uh, <laughs> our show or not, but he is he is uh, oftentimes advertising in our group. So, I mean, if you listen, sure. good. You're, you're you're all here, right? Good. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Okay, Scotty uh, P's arcade, awesome stuff. Yes, yes. Yeah. Russ Lyman, who is a Russell big fan of ours, uh, he says I would be purple with teal accents, similar to NES Batman. Nice. My weapon oh, yeah. is my weapon is a stick with a blade. It's called a uh, na- naginata. Naginata. Oh, naginata. 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 That is a weapon in uh, Soul Soul Edge. Ah, oh, okay, that's cool. Um, and his Zord is a hawk that shoots missiles from its wings. I mean, that's straight. That's 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 just straight badass, right there. That's ass kickery. Freaking I I was considering purple with teal, but then I ended up going with gold. And then I read Russ's response, and I'm like, glad I didn't go with that. <laughs> entirely <laughs> like unoriginal. Eagle Fang Karate. <laughs> right. Eagle Fang. Horse Fang Zoom. <laughs> they do the see. It's on the shirt. Yeah. It's badass. <laughs> it's badass. Badass. <laughs> nice. Okay. Uh, Reagan Riggles. He says, "Gold Zero Ranger, Manga Defender Blaster Sword, and White Tiger Zord." I do like the the Deluxe Max Solar Zord. That's cool. So he he didn't come up with his own, but he sort of so, yeah, mixed he in kind of like he yep. mixed. Yeah, yeah, the greatest yeah. hits. Very yeah, his favorites from across different series, which is yeah, cool. that's awesome. Which is totally nice. cool. Yeah, great. Totally cool. Santino, our good buddy, who, who is always sharing content on our Facebook page all the time, all the time. So he says Jade and White or Jade and Gold Ranger. Weapon would be either bow staff or iron gauntlets of some sort. Zord would be a water dragon that transforms into a human form, kind of like the red dragon Zord. Oh, yep, yep. 
or white tiger zord from the money morphing money morphing days or i would go for something like what the ninja alien rangers had which i don't know what that is because i've never uh, gotten yeah, that far that. i've only i'm only familiar with like the first couple seasons of my um Rangers, he posted so. a picture which is the alien the the alien rangers which i think is just i i i didn't know that these existed until i was doing research for this episode because like i remember the original power rangers and like a couple of the iterations just in passing i knew they existed but it's not yeah. like i watched any of the other shows so I just think it's funny that this one was called Alien Rangers and they look the most like ninjas. Like yeah, they should they really just be do. the Ninja Rangers or the mighty the Power Ninjas or I don't know like Something. it's just weird. They don't look like aliens to me. They look like the Teenage Mutant from Hero Japan. Rangers. Hero Rangers. <laughs> I got to say Although they I love... look cool. I think as like they armored up cool. like plasticky they look like living action figures. Of, of ninjas living they're action cool figures looking. come to life yeah they're cool looking <laughs> but like i gotta say funny. i love the iron gauntlets as as an option i hadn't even thought yeah. about like uh like a melee fisticuffs kind of thing but that kicks butt i love i like i that. mean joe and i right. both have claws That's oh true. oh right joe you said yeah. dragon claws right yeah. i was i yeah. don't know for some reason i wasn't picturing them as gloves i was just picturing that you had claws they're the same thing i don't know i mean they're actual dragon claws like they're like literally like sawed off of dragons yeah like like a shotgun they're for real yeah they're for real dragon claws yeah eight bit oh my god well i still like them all they're all good i like them all good good picks guys good picks and we have one more from the lovely taryn barber from amalgamania the velvet voiced taryn barber yes of amalgamania the, am- yes. the Amalgamama. The Amalgamama. The Amalgamama. <laughs> and she says, I'd be pink with an acid lava lamp as a weapon, <laughs> which is amazing. <laughs> it's like a one-time use weapon, though. I feel like it would be full of lava and you'd like smash a dude with it. And no, it's, it's like, got unlimited lava. It's dumb. got unlimited it's acid lava. It yeah. just shoots Yeah. It. Yeah, it just shoots okay. like okay. lava. You know why? Okay. Because like it's solar powered. The, the, the sun fills it back up. Yes. Yep. <laughs> it's not stupider than actual science on the show. That's true. <laughs> so it's totally possible. Totally possible. And she says her Zord would be the Cheshire Cat. And she says that she shall be called Acid Kitty. She did admit to me uh, before posting, uh, before I bullied her into posting, I should say, uh, <laughs> that she actually didn't know jack shit about Power Rangers. So um, thanks, Taryn. I, I told her. Hey, way to like, go. She's like, oh, I have to do some research. I'm like, oh, please don't. Just it's, it's just not make that something important. up. You don't have to do it. Um, it's just goofy, stupid fun. She's like, OK. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Taryn. Thanks, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much. That was awesome. Awesome responses. Super yeah, yeah. fun. Sweet. Thanks Got so much, some mix, mix and mash. Yeah. Different Rangers and whatnot. So that's yeah. So we're totally two for fun. two now with season three and posting our Octoponder on the group first. Yes. Um, so yeah, keep it up, guys. If if you uh, are having fun with that and you like hearing your answers read on live on the show, live. Oh my God! It goes out to, I want to say dozens of listeners, but that would at be at least twenty-four, generous. at least a dozen. <laughs> A dozen and a half listeners will hear you. Yeah, you, you listeners out there. Yeah. All, <laughs> yeah. all, goes all of you. you. How old am I? No, 11. all of you. Oh, 
Good because I don't I don't remember the answer to the other one. Oh, oh, oh! I don't know. This is numbers bad. I'm bad at math. Um, Math All right, so so how are we doing this this next one, Joe? I know like everybody's picked something, but like we got to talk Power Rangers. So do you want to like go do that first? What was your plan? I'm gonna do that last. Last, okay, cool. Oh, I'll do that last. Oh, oh, so we got a little taste of Power Rangers with the Octoponda. A little yes. sampler. Mm. And then we'll oh. like hit pause. Pause. Okay. No Emmys. Pause. Power, Power Rangers horse devours. Horse devours. <laughs> Octotizer. Maybe it would be Zord devours. Oh, Zord. yes. Yeah. Zord devours. Yeah. Nintendo, yeah. let's Zord on. Why don't you continue on with the segment? Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I'm trying to. God. Whoa, 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 whoa. You have to Why talk over Zordon. Oh, my God. My lips are incapable of touching. I don't know why. <laughs> All right. Anyways, again, thank you guys so much for participating in this week's Octoponder. Yeah. And you can reach us in our incredible Facebook group, which we have already mentioned. Or you can check us out on Twitter, which is at Redoctopus. Or you can always email us at RetroRedoctopus. I'm sorry. I take that back. It's just Redoctopus at gmail.com. You take that back, you son of a bitch. (laughs) God damn it. And please, if you like what what we're doing, leave us a review or a rating on our host site, which is Pinecast Retro Redoctopus. Yeah. So, yeah, yes, thank you again for the ponderings. And without further ado, let's get back to the show. Yeah. And now we're going to talk about the live action Saban shows. And, oh! will, and, this time, and this time we will start with Parasite Steve. Oh, gasp. I know that guy. Mm. Um. Okay, so um, my show is a show that I actually didn't watch at all uh, as a kid, but I really wanted to do because it is a it's a really good example of what Saban really liked to do. And obviously, we'll talk about Power Rangers when we get there. But he would take a show that existed in Japan, and uh, it was a, always a proven quantity. He wasn't ever taking like season one of some show from Japan. He was taking something that had been on the air a very long time in almost every case. And so in this case, it's a show that I happen to know is a property that's been around forever. And I didn't know that much about, so I wanted to do a little bit of a deep dive. And the Saban show is called masked writer. And it was, um, it aired from 95 to 96, two seasons, 40 episodes, which is only 20 less than Power Rangers had in its first season. Oh, wow. Well, I mean, in its first run, the, the original Rangers, whatever. Um, when it turned to Zio, it, it's different. I don't know. Anyway, but so still a lot of episodes, way more than I ever would have guessed. Um, it was an American adaptation of the 1988 Japanese television series, Kamen Rider or Common Rider Black RX uh, because the Japanese, oh man, they just love just putting random English letters in their freaking titles. It's the weirdest thing. <laughs> um, it's, it's not Z, it's not zero, it's not X, it's RX. It's like prescription, basically. <laughs> um, common Rider Black RX. Uh, and Coming to a uh, Walgreens near you. 
<laughs> right. And it's a black prescription. It sounds like a plague drug. It sounds like what we're waiting for. Um, so anyway, the um, I mean, unless you've already gotten it, I haven't gotten one. Um, and so it served also as a spinoff of the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, like kind of. It's really weird. So one week before the show aired, um, the characters of, of Kamen Rider um see i always said Cayman writer i guess it's i, I think it's i think it's common common writer it just yeah. sounds like you're saying the word common right common. Yeah, i don't know it's just right. weird because yeah. like so japan I, doesn't I really do did... like the the long a they're not like a i'm gonna lie though yeah uh so it's definitely I'm, I'm i keep i'm gonna probably keep slipping back into the bad pronunciation but you can slip it's okay it would keep on <laughs> slipping so um yeah, the 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 common writer um characters and their world all showed up in an episode of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers and um what happened was they went on to their so in in Masked Rider they're from some other planet um it's like Edenoi or something was the name of the planet and and Eden-wa. they're dealing with their 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 own thing but it's this weird bizarre like Lord of the Rings wannabe fantasy fucking like take it's just the, the weirdest thing that they came up with for this show because the original common writer has nothing to do with anything that's even close to fantasy it's so weird that that was the decision but so they they appeared because the mighty Morphin Power Rangers like accidentally teleported to this other planet and they ended up fighting the common writer guys and then became friends by the end of the episode and then they left and then Haim, Haim Saban decided that they were no longer going to be connected like it was it was all like leading up to the premiere that was one week before the actual show was being was premiering so like all the fans of Power Rangers were like you know eating it up they're like ready for this they can't wait for this new show it's going to debut in Power Rangers and then they're like yeah that's all we're going to do with that and then so Power Rangers were never mentioned in Kamen Rider. Uh, I should say Mast Rider. And, and the Mast Rider characters were never again mentioned in Power Rangers. Really just kind of weird that they bothered to do that. I don't know. But that's what they did. That's what, that's what Saban did. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm just going to read the, uh, the opening narration for Mast Rider. <clears throat> On a distant and embattled planet called Edenoi, a young prince named Dex is given great powers by his grandfather, the king, and is sent to the planet Earth to protect it from advancing evil of Count Dragon and his vicious insectivores. Once on Earth, he's adopted by a kind family and learns to live as a human. Everywhere com- you look, ever. Oh, sorry. Mm-mm. I got. I started it's to get hot, all these vibes. Hot. With his companions, Furbus, his companion Furbus by his side, which Furbus. is like Snarf, but worse. Like he's a duck bear. I don't know. It's awful. He's like a duck Ewok bear. <laughs> duck um, bear Dex is ever vigilant, ready at a moment's notice to call on his powers to become masked rider. Okay, so what makes this whole thing, it's such a mashup of different things that have no business being mashed up. It's like when they're on their planet, it's very A New Hope, Star Wars, fantasy. Like, there, I mean, his, his, his father, no, his grandfather, who's the king, right? They're literally, I watched the whole first episode of the show just like the other day. It was really, really hard to get through. Like, really, really hard. <laughs> the the acting is if you think the acting's bad in Power Rangers, this is like fifty percent of the effort that was put into like the bad performances in 
Power Rangers. Like, it's really, really awful, especially the main character guy, Dex. He's just the worst. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so they're like just kind of like in the desert and they're all wearing gas masks and they're like, I don't know, mining for gas. Like the bad guys are making the mine for gas just like with pickaxes like in the desert. So like any gas would just escape. But that's what they're doing. Um, I mean, that's how mining works. You uh, yeah, that's how mining works. Um, so anyway, they, they like say fuck this shit and they get away from them. And then they literally just like, I don't know, run over the next hill. And then there's like just a fucking old man in a bad wizard beard, like just standing in the middle of nothing. And he's like, oh, it's my grandfather. Who's the king? Like, what is he doing out here? I don't know. But he's just dicking around. I don't know. Just waiting for them to show up. I don't know what he's fucking doing. Like, maybe he helped here, them man. out. They were, like, enslaved five seconds ago. Like, what are you doing? Anyway, so he's out there just literally by himself. And then he gives him this whole quest, how he has to, like, go to Earth and all this stuff. And I swear to God, okay, granted, I might have dozed off. But I'm pretty sure <laughs> there was no actual reason for him to become masked writer at all. I think it just happened. I think he just, like, I think he just was suddenly masked writer And, like, didn't blink and didn't talk about it and just i don't know and and so it's extra weird because masked rider is a rider he's a motorcyclist so he's supposed to be this like in the original show which i also watched the first episode uh which was from 1971 by the way the original common rider um yeah wow. it's all about like being like cool like steve mcqueen like it's all like i'm on a motorcycle i'm a badass stunt motorcycle driver and then he like ends up falling afoul of this like evil corporation and in various versions of the common rider the japanese show um this corporation will actually resurface and they show up and they're they're called uh they're called shocker but that is not how the japanese language pronounces the word shocker it is shoka Shoka. Shoka. Oh my God. Shoka is it's so funny how like Shoka. Like uh, every time. But anyway, super funny. But so so it's almost like a Mad Max, like Steve McQueen and Bullet, like superhero, like Captain America when he rode a motorcycle. Like that was a thing back then. It was cool back then in the like early 70s. And I don't know. It has nothing to do with a wizard standing in the middle of a freaking like alien planet, like giving you superpowers i don't know it's, it's like so weird it's just so weird that that was the, that was where they went they're like yeah we'll come up with this whole fantasy angle for the motorcycle guy okay whatever <laughs> um but anyway so um yeah it's very uh very silly show and uh and just to real quick i'm gonna also read this uh very brief description of the original uh cayman rider common rider black rx which by the way is the ninth season in the Common Rider franchise. Jesus and it went Christ. it went on past this and there were movies and the this show was actually produced by the same like uh company that did all the Godzilla stuff. So like this was actually the the last what, what's the very first? Was it Showa? Did Showa come before Heisei? It goes Showa then um, Heisei or the other way around? I'm actually always unsure. Yeah it was Showa was first. So Showa, this is the final common writer that was produced in the Showa period. And then it, it also like, I guess I see it was, it was confusing and I was trying to find clarification, but I think that part of the show ended up being in the next 
uh, era because they changed the actor or something. But I think it was still technically the same show or maybe maybe this was just the last one. It did say it was the last in the original show a period. But yeah, the ninth season. So this is this is the show that they literally took like a bunch of footage from, you know, any basically anytime you see these characters when they're in their their masked outfit. You know, like the Power Rangers too. Anytime when you see all that like kung fu stuff of guys in costumes, that's all from the original shows. Like right. across none, none of it like refilmed, nothing. Right, right. So all the stuff that that Saban filmed was pretty much just like the in between boring stuff with the people. That what you actually want to see all well, you know, the price of admission is all the stuff that already existed that he literally just lifted from this other show and like wrote a whole new show around it. It's like so insane. So okay, so. I, I told you what the the uh, the mass writer is about. So this says uh, common rider black RX uh, after the downfall of Gorgum. <laughs> that's what it is. Gorgum. Gorgum. Kataro Minami has gotten a job as a helicopter pilot in a business owned by the Sahara family who have been given who have given him a new home. Kotaro is later captured by the Crisis Empire, so I guess not Shoka, and offered a place in their group. When Kotaro refuses, his Kingstone, which is previously unmentioned, so I don't know what it is, is shattered and he's thrown into space where the sun's radiation mutates his Kingstone and he turns into Kamen Rider Black Rx. With his new powers, he battles the Crisis Empire and thwarts their plans to take over Earth. So yeah, it just starts on Earth, ends on Earth. It's just an Earth thing. It's just evil corporation. You know, it's different, different no you fantasy. Know, flavors of the same sort of thing. And yep. uh, Saban's like, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna make it fantasy. We're, I don't know. It's just very strange. Uh, and and then he's gonna be adopted by a loving family. Um, yeah. And also, just the last thing I'll mention is the original Common Rider. Uh, yeah. So it premiered April third, nineteen seventy one, and. Uh, Personally, I I am a big fan of a lot of Japanese film and, you know, TV shows and I love Toho and all the stuff. My, you know, my favorite is like the progenitor of all these masked superheroes that came out of Japan that like literally came out of the woodwork where now tonight, like all the shows that we're going to be talking about from here on out really in America spawned from the Power Rangers, but really the progenitor of it all is my all-time favorite, which is Ultraman. And Ultraman did start in 1966. So it's really like, really goes far back. And the original Ultraman show is like one of my favorite, like go-to comfort shows. And um, it actually, uh, it shared an actor with the original Kamen Rider, um, Ajiki. No, no, I'm sorry. It's Akiji Kobayashi played uh, Captain Cap. Muramatsu in the original Ultraman just had to give him a shout out. Rock on. Cool. Shoga. <laughs> All right. So I'll go with April Alchemy. Um so yeah, as uh as uh, as Parasite Steve said, uh, a lot of the other shows that were you know being put out by Saban were following in the footsteps of Power Rangers, and uh, this show is certainly no exception. Uh, this show is 
Big Bad Beetleborgs, uh, a live-action TV series co-produced with Renaissance Atlantic Films Toei Company and Bug Boy Productions. Uh, this show had two seasons, which actually had 88 episodes. Wow. Like fucking nuts. Wow. Um, I no, I I never would have guessed even I, like a quarter I, of that. I, I almost doubt that fact, but that's that's what I found on uh, on Wikipedia. They said wow. that's how many episodes there were. So I'm like, Jesus Christ! Wow. Uh, so that was from '96 to '98, and uh, and so the the show kind of started out in one format, and then the second season of the show kind of changed significantly. They changed the name of it to Beetleborgs Metallics, and oh uh, yeah, I remember that. The look, they yeah. switched up the look of things, and actually, what's funny is that the version of the show that I definitely remember more is the Metallics. And as I was looking up stuff for the original run, uh, the original series, uh, blah, season, I was like, oh, I don't super recognize these guys. Um, yeah, so, so this show, uh, a lot like uh, Common writer in masked writer uh beetle big bad beetleborgs adapted all like pretty much all of the combat footage from the uh show there's a series in japan called metal hero uh so they took footage from the metal hero tokasatsu series jukuo b fighter for the first season and b fighter kabuto for the second season uh and these were you know obviously both uh japanese you know power rangers-esque shows that involved uh, people turning into these like beetle armored fighters, whatever. Um, I wasn't able to find much of the original footage, but what I did find, the show just seems so much more. Uh, I don't want to say serious, but it seems like it's it's trying to to be like a respectable, you know, piece of yeah. I of, found that you know, too. Cinema, like yeah. the acting was pretty good. The yeah. actors themselves were, you know, in their like mid twenties, maybe early thirties. Like all of the characters were, you know, seemingly taking the situations pretty seriously. Um, and you know, they're just like this this not a police force, but basically like a justice force of of people that are able to transform using these, you know, these beetle, you know powers whatever and i was like man i actually super want to watch the japanese original because i love the look of these guys and i love like you know a lot of the the bad guys and things like that but oh my god the the, yeah, the beetleborgs look really pretty cool i think I, yeah I, I yeah i always liked them and and you know i when i would look back on this show i'd be like man those guys were so cool and i i very quickly remembered what wasn't great about the show and it was literally everything saban did like unfortunately <laughs> every single ounce of the americanized stuff is just horrific um like but, flabber no. oh christ so, uh, so yeah. So anyway, so both of these um, Japanese source shows were produced by Toei for Japanese TV, and they ran in the same years. They or, or a little earlier, sorry, ninety five and ninety six. Whereas this show ran in ninety six to ninety eight. Um, and uh, unlike the other shows that were maybe around at the same time, Beetleborgs was definitely going for more of like a sitcom vibe, uh, and they weren't really doing the villain of the week. Like they just sort of had. A, like a crew of bad guys that they were fighting. It wasn't always something different because there were like, um, there were like monsters, right? Wasn't it like a house of universal monsters? So, so, so let's just dive right in. Um, so season one revolved around brother and sister, Drew and Joe, along with their friend Roland. And uh, the first episode, they enter a haunted house on a dare and they find out that it's actually uh, 
it's the home of real monsters uh, like actual like universal like, monster like, style ah, monsters. real monsters. Yeah. like ah mm-hmm. real monsters so yeah there's just a bunch of actual you know frankensteins and whatever and shit living in this house um so so here's the thing that aspect is true these are not the things they fight this is just the setup for the show is this haunted house so the monsters chase the kids through the house the, they're trying to eat them, and then one of the kids accidentally bumps into a random, like you know, pipe organ that's there, and they release a ghost named Flabber. Uh, and Flabber is just, you know, he is insufferable, quintessential insufferable doofus character, and he reminds me of if Ronald McDonald and Robbie Rotten from Lazy Town failed to do the fusion dance. Like they have the f- big over exaggerated nose and the over exaggerated jaw, but he has like this perfectly like white clown makeup face. But he's like he's a ghost and whatever. Think, but he's he's dressed in like can a pinstripe suit. Encapsulated by saying two names: Jay Leno, Liberace. Fair. <laughs> also fair. Boom. Um, I love Liberace. So uh He's ridiculous, but Flabber grants the kids one wish because, you know, he's also like a fucking genie or something. He's just a ghost. Like they just spooked a ghost out of an organ and they're like, he's like, sure, I, I got I got a wish for you. So um, they free him and they all like unanimously. They're like, oh, my God, you know what we need to wish for? They wish that they all actually become their favorite comic book characters, the Big Bad Beetleborgs. Yes, that's right. The Big Bad Beetleborgs are an in-world comic series. So meta that the kids decide to wish to become. Uh, and so yeah. Drew becomes the blue stinger Beetleborg. Joe becomes the red striker and Roland becomes the green hunter. Who's definitely the coolest one of the first season. Yeah. I, agree. Um, I like, the green like one, but yeah. by far he's, he's super cool. Uh, they so, all look pretty cool though. I, I, they do. I like yeah. yeah. No, none of them are, are, are bad. Um, so this wish of course also brings to life all of the in-world villains of the Beetleborgs. Uh, they're called the Magnivores, and their leader is Vexor, who actually is a really damn detailed uh, suit. Like, he, he doesn't look like anything else, you know, from another show that I've seen. Uh, it's just like, it's just this very unique thing. He was obviously, you know, taken from the Japanese show, but he's weird. He's almost like a, a white and gold like yeah. cicada. So actually, actually, what I re- what I'm reminded of is Hordak. He looks like Emperor Hordak or something like this. Is this is Hordak when he gets a couple promotions from Shira? Okay, yeah, I could see that totally. Yeah, so so he uh you know he he's he's the big big bad guy whatever. Um, but yeah, seriously, like these goddamn double edged wishes, like. So much hate. I swear to God. Like this fucking ghost was like, oh my God, you guys rock. Yeah. Okay. I'll totally grant your wish. Oh yeah. yeah have you guys ever heard of the monkeys? <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, the brings all the bad guys to life. Um, so uh, the, the sea, so I'm, I'm, you know, whatever, that's the setup. It's ridiculous. Uh, season one would, would end with a six part episode that had Vexer create his own evil warrior Beetleborg called Shadowborg, who actually to me kind of looks a lot like a Cayman rider. Like, uh, like the the kind of style of Shadowborg to me feels like this. This is like a masked rider, common okay. rider character, <clears throat> like a hundred percent. Yeah. Um, and so Shadowborg, uh, 
kicks the shit out of the Beetleborgs. Like he he destroys them. I mean, uh, he's okay. a shit kicker. He's a shit kicker. So here's <laughs> here's the thing. Oh my god, I can't believe this fucking plot point. So because they got their butts kicked and they need to defeat Shadowborg, here's what they do. The kids go and enlist the help of the original comic book creator who wrote Beetleborgs. His name is Art Fortunes. <laughs> And they ask him if they could, if he can design a brand new Borg to help them. And so he's like, all right, cool. He's like this wacky ass guy. Like he's like, you know, Beekman's world times 25. Oh my God. And, and he's, he's a wacky ass guy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he definitely <laughs> he's really is. An ass guy. He's uh, an so, ass man. Ass man. So, uh, so Art. <laughs> Art Fortunes designs a new Beetleborg called the White Blaster Beetleborg. So I'm just going to leave that right there. I mean, uh, he, and so he looks uh, cool. He does look cool. And so the White Blaster Beetleborg, you know, in the mythos, he's like, oh, he's the Yang to Shadowborg's Yin. Like they're actually connected. So if one defeats the other, they would both die. Uh, and then uh, he actually also designs a new form for Drew, the Mega Blue Beetleborg. They just ditched Stinger. Now he's just Mega Blue. Uh, and so, you know, they try to do it to tip the scales along them to defeat Shadowborg. So that all happens. All fine. Good. Cool. Great. That's the end of season one. In order to end season one properly, I will do the opposite of what you expect, which is I will now, I will now give you the intro theme song. Uh, the intro theme song is so bad, guys. So it goes, uh, three typical average kids inside a haunted mansion. Just by chance, they free a ghost who made them Beetleborgs. Big bad Beetleborgs. Big <laughs> bad Beetleborgs. Hey, look now, they're superheroes armed with superpowers taken from a comic strip, and now they're Beetleborgs. Big. <laughs> That's it. They don't even try to rhyme it. They just oh fucking throw God. the word Beetleborg at the end of the fucking verse. <sighs> I'm like, what happened? They didn't even try. <laughs> oh my god! Like, whatever. They just dropped. roses are red, violets are blue, Beetleborgs. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? This is so half-assed. And the worst part of it is, it's been stuck in my head all fucking week. So oh, that, I'm just that, like, oh. that's the best part. I'm so oh, oh. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so, um, uh, season two, I have less to say about. Um, but season two. You know, they they changed the show's name to Beetleborg's Metallics, and it starts out with the Borgs fighting a new bad guy whose name is Nukas. Um, I didn't, I don't know, I didn't look this guy up. I don't. His name's uh, Nukas Dickus. Nukas Dickus. Uh, so yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't know anything about Nukas. I didn't, I didn't care to look him up. Um, so so Nukas <laughs> learns that that. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Oh my god. I have god. a friend called Nukas Nukas Dickus. So so Nukas learns that his creator, the person who actually designed him, which is like what how does he even know that he has a creator? Um he learns that his creator is Art Fortune's incarcerated brother Les Fortunes. Oh my god. Badumtis. Brilliant. Badumts. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, Nukas breaks less out of prison and he uses his drawings to establish his own league of villains, this time called the Crustaceans. Just that's it. They're just crustaceans. I don't know. Um, 
And then in response to and this now heinous, they're beetle crustaceans. And now they're beetle boards. <laughs> uh, in response to this heinous act, Art then designs an entirely new arsenal for the beetle borgs, who rename themselves as the titular beetle borgs metallics. And uh, yeah, they look kick ass. Like I, I like the way that the metallics look a lot. There's a gold one. There's a silver one. There's a purple one. Yeah, they definitely yeah, have. Cool. They have more of the like beetle accoutrement on their heads, like more of the the pincers and the the pokies. Uh, so I'm yeah, definitely into that. Which was your favorite? The pincers or the pokies? The pokies. I like the pokies myself. Personally. I'm a I'm a big fan of the pokies. I uh, I had a toy of the gold one. It was a it was a, I think it was supposed to be like the Beetleborg like you know transformer thing that you would activate to turn into him. But it was just the shape of his helmet. Did it work? Did you? It did. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. Really? It opened. Yeah. I mean, it's just a lock. No. The, I mean the the other part. Oh, I don't know. I never tried it. I never tried that part. Oh, I you should it. have. I should have. So yeah, the gold, uh, the gold helmet would open up, and there was some little like you know whatever image inside. Um, so yeah, season two, I will, uh, I will give you the theme song this time. Uh, it's, it's also bad. Uh, so it starts off similar. Three typical average kids. Kids love to read their comic strips. Got their wish, and they became the Big Bad Beetle Borgs. Big Bad Beetle Borgs, Big Bad Beetles. Okay, then, then new villains came along and blew away their powers. Beetle Borgs were in a fix and now have gone metallics. And then they say, Beetle Borg metallics. Beetle Borg metallics. Like they just take the same fucking thing. They're like, just, just shove, just, just take this square hole and right. shove this round peg. Just fucking make it work. Like, I don't and, know, uh, boss. I don't think this is gonna work. Now, I think you it's gonna make it work. Make it work. God damn it, Heim oh said so. So uh, <laughs> this game is straight from Heim. <laughs> it's ordered straight from Heim. Um, oh but God. yeah, so this show is just—it's just so unfortunately bad because of all of, like the like the the problem with it is unlike Power Rangers, where all the kids were like teenagers or in high school or whatever, the kids in the show are like ten. They're super Ugh. fucking young. So it makes absolutely no sense that they transform into these full ass adult like sized people. And they're, I mean, they're normally half ass like, kids. And right. then they become full ass adults. Full ass adults. I mean, there's whole right. half an yeah. ass there. Adult yeah. asses. Where did they get that other whole half an ass? I don't know. <laughs> so I felt like that was way Little too Jimmy's much. Jimmy's ass grew two sizes that day. <laughs> <laughs> don't talk about Jimmy's ass. So I don't know. It's just like it's way too much. Like they're they're so young and immature, and it makes no sense for them to be able to like do any of this shit. I feel like Power Rangers had a better dumb and ugly. Dumb and <laughs> ugly. Yeah, that's what they are. Nice. That is a uh, that is a good deep cut right there. That is a good one. Yeah. Um, that's for Randy Carter right there. But uh, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that is uh. That's Beetle Borgs. Nice. nice. We call them Beetle Borgs. Oh <laughs> yeah, I love. I love it. It's just like hitting a wall every time. <laughs> yeah, it's just I like know, bang. Like, now oh they're Beetle Borgs. Shut up. <laughs> oh shit! I have to write four lines of this song. Oh god! <laughs> oh, what, god. Is, what is it? Sixteen god. words total. Like, seriously, how hard could it be? Like, spend the extra oh, twenty shit. minutes. Come up with one more line. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> you need. We need, uh, sir. We're missing four syllables. Ah, it's okay. No one's gonna notice. Beetleborgs <laughs> is only three, sir. It's fine. Just hold one of those letters. Hold, on. drag it out. Metallic. Right. <laughs> right. Beetleborgs. Borg metallic. 
Actually, the uh, the the common writer or the the mass writer theme song was absolutely horrendous too. And it, I pretty much I, I think it only the only words were mass writer, but oh, it was like it was slightly off the way they said it. So you you understood like where it was supposed to go, but it was like a little early. It was like you, Tracy, you're half a beat late, but it was early. But it's half a beat early. It Weird. Was, uh, yeah, it, it, I don't know. It was it was really it's real bad. It's really really bad. I I just can't really produce it. Just <laughs> it stinks. Head. It did stink. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, all right, boss rush all right. mode. All right. Well, my live action Saban offering. Well, quarter of this actually does delve back into the animated stuff, and I'll I'll get into that. Uh, this is a show called Video Power, which had two seasons from 1990 to 1992. And season one, which had 33 episodes, had the animated segment in question. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. it starred Stevie Paskowski as Johnny Arcade. Oh, my God. That wasn't be- his real name. It was not. His real name was not Stevie Pos- Paskowski. I mean, oh, no, wait. Reverse that. <laughs> Strike that. Reverse it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he would be like the live action host. He's like, you know, tip, you know, prototypical late 80s, early 90s, like, you know, cool kid, you know, rides a skateboard. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'm just, you know, I'm going to talk about <laughs> video games, you know, video game hits and uh, upcoming games and all this stuff. And he was just your, your, your cool customer. But um, he would also introduce the power team, which is this mishmash of different acclaimed video game characters and Johnny Arcade in cartoon form. Um, and the rest of the power team includes Max Force from the game NARC. Now, I'm just, I, I don't know if that, that's one of the cops' actual names. It's like a blue cop and a red cop. Maybe it was called Max Force. I know I didn't really play much of NARC. Uh, Kuros from Wizards and Warriors. Quirk, from a, uh, who was a tomato, like literally a tomato, from a game called Quirk for, for the Game Boy, which I've never nobody played. played. Nobody played. No, yeah. Like, yeah. Nobody's ever played this game. Right. Nobody uh, remembers what this guy's even from. They're like, I don't right, know, it's no. a, one of the, the Attack of the Killer Tomatoes or something. Yeah, I don't know. pretty much, right. yeah. No kidding. It's just ridiculous. Um, Tyrone from the game Arch Rivals and Bigfoot from the game Bigfoot. Not the Sasquatch, the monster truck. Right. So, which, you know, complete with, you know, it, it talks and everything. It's basically just an, an autonomous truck. Um, and they all came together to form the power team. And they would go against the, the bad guys, Mr. Big, Joe Rockhead, and Dr. Spike Rush, all from the game NARC, or at least in, like, just weird. I'm pretty sure there was a character called Mr. Big and. In, in, in there NARC. was yeah he was he was totally the um the main okay. villain was yeah. from narc even though in narc he's just like a floating head right some sort of like weird skeleton yeah. on, like a, on a motorized pedal, pedal I, don't, I don't even fucking know yeah that, you're, that you're, game was you're, you're pretty close to it yeah he was just like a like a head on his um on his uh metallic platform that yeah. would move or like like hover and or this something he was just a, a man a fat man yeah, you, know, you give him enough they, damage, and then he blows his head clean off, and he turns into a yeah. skull. Yeah, it, it was it was massive. It was up. bizarre. 
And, and occasionally Malkil from Wizards and Warriors would make an appearance as one of the bad guys too. So, and then, you know, in just, you know, early nineties cartoon fl- uh, flavor, they would just, you know, have to thwart the bad guys, which is usually just, you know, petty kind of crime shit, but you know, I get rid of the power team. I can of course take over the world, blah, blah, blah. And the show is pretty terrible. I mean, I remember watching a handful of these, you know, back in the day and, I mean, whatever it was on, it would you know hold my attention for half an hour. But none of the episodes are like really memorable, and like, right. the dialogue the dialogue is really bad, and it's just like yeah. uh, I mean, it's not the worst, but it's not good either. It's it's bottom tier, right? Because I think they they what was what was the company that all these games were from? Was it Acclaim? Acclaim, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's it's like Acclaim sucks. So they have. <laughs> like nothing right. good anyway, but that's yeah. that's the license that they had. They're like, oh, anything, anything you want, any acclaimed yeah. character you want. It's just like a kid in a candy store. Just have fun, and the guy, people yeah. are like, oh my god, acclaim. Could but we, the only candies in this store are satellite wave. Anybody else? Um, yeah. like, pretty funny, uh, but yeah, I I think that uh, uh, it was meant to like be the fun extra extra fun part of the show that everybody was looking forward to, and it was like the worst part of the show. Right. It was like, yeah, pretty much most of the show, too. It wasn't like a little part of it. It was, it was like it was the meat of the show, really. In, oh, in the geez, I don't season. remember it being that much because because this was yeah. around the same time that Captain N, the Game Master was on. Right. So but they had like all the good licenses. Well, right. some good licenses. They didn't have right. better licenses, for sure. better licenses. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Castlevania, Zelda. Oh, Mega no, they Man. didn't have Zelda. Yeah. Did they Mega have Man, Kid, Kid Icarus. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Metroid. Metroid, uh, right? Yep. Yeah. King, Punch uh, out. King, King Hippo. Yeah. yeah. Yep. The Eggplant Wizard. Much, much more like you know memorable games. I mean, still bad. Still oh, bad. The, the, yeah. the show was bad, but the licenses were good. The licenses yes. were. And this good. one, the yeah. show was bad, and you didn't give a shit about any of the characters anyway, because who could fucking recognize any of them? You're like, oh, right. that's the that's the Wizards and Warriors guy. Because guess what? You drew him like a fucking Conan the Barbarian type. Right. In the game, yeah. He's got a full fucking suit of suit armor of with armor. Google eyes right. sticking out. Yeah. Like, yeah. It made no fucking This sense. is not that character. You just drew a random yeah. barbarian. And right. Max Force right. is just uh, just a, a blase prototypical yeah, like a, a cop, pro- cop with a vest. Yeah. So except in the game, he had a helmet. And then the show. Was right, right. Even then, he didn't look like him. What the hell? Right, That's right. He know. had a helmet in the game. Right. So it Bigfoot. Was, it, I mean. Bigfoot was probably like the only recognizable thing like outside of the show. Yeah. Right. So like it was hard to mess that up. And I remember he talked. He was like he was a character. Yeah, yeah. The yeah, the truck was like completely autonomous. It would talk and all that shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because I remember him saying, 10-4, good buddy. And that's like the first time I ever heard 10-4. I didn't know what that meant at the time. Oh man. 10-4, good buddy. He just talked like a trucker. Right. Trucker on the seat. Yeah, it was it was weird, and like yeah, like I said, uh, there was a cartoon version of Johnny Arcade who would wouldn't be out in the field with the team, but he'd be like at home, and it's it, it parts it would look like he was like, using a controller. So it's it's like, is he controlling Bigfoot or is he controlling like stuff on Big? What what the hell is he even doing? I I I, I don't know. It just, I don't know either. I didn't watch enough to really kind of like sink into it and like really find out. Unlike like I said, you, it's, it's not, I also don't know. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but um after that you know animated segment you would go back to the live action segment with you know johnny arcade and then he would uh actually 
Uh, in the in the beginning of the episode, he would typically like, oh, we're going to give you hints for like this game or that game or whatever. And then after the cartoon portion, he would go back to Johnny Arcade and he would actually give you like, you know, power tips, which were basically like, hey, if you played this game, you did this. So do it better. I don't know. It was it was <laughs> nine, nine times out of ten. It wasn't useful at all. It's like, right. hey, at this part, avoid the projectiles. It's like, oh, OK, thanks, Johnny. Mm-hmm. That, that That's amazing. <laughs> It was a great idea and it was definitely like at a time where where we you know we were so into video games video games right. were just so freaking popular yeah. that yeah. like anything that was video game related on tv was just gold no matter what and if you it really it, even if it sucked you wanted to like it like this show yeah. or like you know captain and the game master or the mario yeah. cartoon anything like that like those shows right. were all awful but they were they were pretty bad yeah, but like they definitely, yeah, they. I don't know. They. Well, I watched them though, and this right, show, yeah, I did too. I, I do remember thinking that Johnny Arcade was like the coolest man alive. Like at the <laughs> yeah. time, I was like, yeah. I, I wish I could be Johnny Arcade so bad. Like, imagine having right. your own your own show where you got right. to like talk about video games and like give right. tips, even if exactly. they suck. Yeah, yeah, and like and that that particular segment was called the Video Power Edge. I guess he would like said, uh, like I said, he would talk about, you know, gaming hints or, and then he would also like maybe talk about upcoming games and all that kind of shit. Yeah. And well, after that, he was a pretty rad dude at the time. I mean, at the yeah, time, definitely at yeah, the time. Yeah, for sure. And then usually at the end of the episode, it's the video power bulletin board where actually viewers actually got to write into the show and he'd, uh, you know, read a letter on air and lots of times like the letter would actually ask for a hint in a game and or something pertaining to a particular game. And, He'd give an answer to that, whatever the question was. And uh, that was it for season one. Season two, they completely or pretty much completely overhauled the entire show. Season two had 50 episodes, and it was like pretty much every wow. weekday it was on. And it wow. still had Johnny Arcade, but it also had a co-host named Terry Lee Torok, not Torok, T-O-R-O-K. And um, okay. it, they basically turned it into a game show. Okay, because this is what I remember. That rem- I remember that, yeah. Yeah, which is funny because I don't remember seeing any of this at the time. This was kind of like new to me. I remember the cartoon show, The Power Team. I don't remember the game show, or I vaguely, vaguely remember it. But uh, Yeah, like said, yeah the- so it was a show where uh, they, they would play arcades and try to get like the highest score or something like that, right? Was that yeah, the same I, show? Yeah. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, like I said, they, they totally ditched The Power Team. And... um. But they would still have the video power edge where he, uh, Johnny Arcade would give you some arcade or not arcade, like video game tips and stuff like that. But then they would go to a segment called Johnny on the Spot. And uh, they would actually, <laughs> uh, the, the other uh, host, Terry Lee Torak, would go to the, the audience and you know, pick a few members of the audience to ask Johnny a video game related question and see if they could stump him. And if they could stump him, they usually win like some like stupid booby prize. Like a particular episode I saw, uh, well, I saw two episodes. Only one kid stumped. Yeah, I'm throwing up air quotes. Stumped Johnny Arcade, and like, oh, here's like a here's a shower cap and some you know video power cheese. I'm like, oh, oh okay. <laughs> but, uh, they would... Power brand craft single. That was a crummy oh, commercial. Yeah, it's like, I don't know what's going on. But uh, the 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 co-host would typically you know pick four kids from the audience, and whether or not they stumped Johnny Arcade, they would all go to the power play segment. Which it would all, um, they would all play a particular game and like try to get a high score and in like a set amount of time. And the set 
amount of time was always weird. It was like two minutes and two seconds. It wasn't like any like even amount of time. It was just whatever. It's the nineties. It's things are getting wacky. And um, the top two players or the top two higher scorers would advance to the power picks, which uh, Johnny Arcade would come back on stage. And this time he would ask them questions, usually pretty goofy questions. Uh, the first segment of this would have five questions and they would have each question would have a point value, except for the fifth one. The fifth one, if you get this question right, you actually got to you got to win a game like a video game. Now, whatever the game is, it's now whatever, we're talking know, whatever they pick. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But, it, but it would have no point value. Like the other four, the other four questions before it would have like accumulating point value. Like the first couple will be like 10 points then 20 points or whatever. But then after the five questions, they would uh, do another like head to head gaming round until the sum of one minute and one second. And then whoever won that, you know, head to head segment would get 50 points. And then whoever has the most accumulative points from those two parts would go on to the big run. And what the big run was is like, um, the kid would usually have like a, a big suit and like a helmet with Velcro on it. And they run through like some sort of like makeshift, like video store looking kind of thing or game store. And there's oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. usually like two floors and you basically just take the boxes and you just stick up, stick as many of them on yourself as you can. Yeah. Now, I remember that. You, yeah. And before you'd make your run, they were actually like, Oh, if you can find this game and they'd tell you a particular game, uh, if you can find this game and you'll know, get to the end before time runs out with that, you know, with on your suit, you get like this, like a, you know, like a bonus prize you'd get on top of everything else, and uh, basically you get like like that a minute and a second or however long this this third portion was. Yeah, you stick as many things on you. You go up to the second floor, then you go down a slide to actually end your run, and you have to do that before time runs out. And whatever's stuck on you, it's usually like you know video game marks and stuff. You you'd win those games. So I thought that was kind of neat, and you know you could usually stick a good like you know seven or eight on you. So right. the kid would kid would usually get away with a, a handful of games, and if they, they picked the, the the featured game or whatever they called it, you know, the special game, they would get an, an additional prize pack. So I thought that was kind of neatest. Yeah, I mean, uh, I like I said, I watched two of those particular episodes, and I had a pretty good time, you know, watching it. And uh, Johnny Arcade definitely got like way more zany and animated for the second season because, like, the first season he's like a cool, you know, cool customer, blah blah blah. And then the second season, oh, like like uh, Parasite Steve, you were saying when you uh, heard my weapon, the flail, like, oh, the arms flailing. Mm-hmm. Like, Johnny Arcade was flailing all about arms and legs, like, oh, I'm so wacky. I always have to be talking. I'm talking real fast. Talking real fast. It's, it's nice. It's, it's, it's extreme. Like, loud, bright colors. Blah, blah, blah. And it's like, holy shit. I mean, this guy probably. What did they, what did they give him? What was he on between those two probably seasons? Cocaine? <laughs> caffeine enema. All right. Ready he to was, caffeine enema. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Because he was fucking blazing uh which is funny because um this actually kind of came up on um like my personal facebook page because i jokingly put up a post of um yeah people go back to like the early 2000s and like a like a comedy writer named sean baby who just like write goofy friggin articles about you know shitty video games and a lot of people actually you know say hey angry video game nerd kind of like you know took you know picked up where that guy left off you know before you know youtube came along but the guy would just write, you know, Sean Baby would write really just ridiculously goofy and funny articles just about shit like, you know, games and shit like that. And, uh, oh, where was I going with that? Oh, yeah. And, um, someone had replied with, like, oh, uh, 
actually, no, Mari, let me go back. Let me take a step back, refocus. I put up that po uh, picture with the caption, if you don't know who this, this person is, don't talk to me about games journalist, even though he's not technically a game journalist. But just, I was just being goofy. And, you know, a couple of people from my friends list recognized who it was. And um, one of the people actually put up a picture of Stevie, uh, his last name escapes me, Stevie, oh, and I went to the wrong page, Stevie Paskowski, it's, it's a name that I don't say very often, and it, but it was like an older version of him and a picture I'd never seen before. And I'm like, I have no idea who this person is. And I was right. like, Christopher Hitchens, I have mm -hmm. no freaking idea. And uh, I got the laugh emoji because I was way off. He's like, no, this. Um, then he uh, showed, uh, He just posted a picture of like the, the uh, video power set with a caption like, oh, time was not kind to Johnny Arcade. I'm like, oh, my God, I never would have guessed that in a million years because, yeah, he did look pretty rough. That cocaine did a number on him. <laughs> and uh, I legit I legit thought that dude was dead. Like, he probably died like 15, 20 years ago. But, no, he's still kicking, and he's been in a handful of shows and stuff like that. So yeah. I mean, not a not a prolific acting career, but he's he's got he's got some you know names and credits in his repertoire there. So he's he's doing all right for himself. Nice, yeah, so, very nice. But uh, yeah, but that was a interesting show. I'm, uh, yeah, man. Like I said, I didn't re rem I don't remember seeing any of the season two episodes back in the day, but I definitely remember seeing a handful of uh, the season one and how how awful that friggin cartoon show was yeah yeah right i mean yeah. again again not the worst there are way worse shows out there but it's true it was definitely not good and it was definitely right. not a bunch of characters i i gave a shit about right 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 all right so my pick of course you can't talk about saban without talking about this franchise i never do i mean never like never and that is Money More from Power Rangers. Mm. Unlike the other shows that we've mentioned. Ah! This after 10,000 years, I'm finally free! <laughs> it's time to blow up Earth! Shut the fuck up. Fuck up. People after COVID be like... Go, right. go, power, Beetleborgs. Right. Yes. So, Metallics. The theme song of this show is so iconic it is good it so is. iconic and it is probably the best part of the whole show it, i mean it's it's real good though it's simple it's really good it is so simple <laughs> it but it's catchy yeah it's catchy. i mean the, the really solos are, are fucking blazing oh yeah <laughs> the solos are awesome in this right it's the most like mainstream metal song I know it probably is for a TV show. I know it, it is, is so, it is so good. metal. It is like it is balls like to the fucking wall. Yeah, like pure fucking yeah, metal. Balls out, amazing. Yeah, and oops, uh, <laughs> and like I hit my mic. Like, I mean, that's how good it was. That's how good it was. That's I, how good know, it was. See, I, I it was a mic drop. It's mic slapping <laughs> good. <laughs> Oh boy. Yeah, so my boy from Power Rangers. It yeah. first aired in 1993. So, Ape was like two years old. It came oh, out on August 28th, two, uh, 1993. Mm -hmm. um, so all, all all of its live live action like fight scenes and all of that with the Power Rangers was taken from the show Super Sentai, which. That show aired 
back in 1975. So well, this show was already like. So so it, it's a little it's a little different. So Super Sentai is the series, and it did start in the 70s, but the season specifically uh, that all the footage was taken from for Mighty Morphin Power Rangers was actually season number 16. Oh shit! Of Super Sentai, and it, it that show that is called. Kiryu Sentai Zoo Ranger. So uh, that translates into Dinosaur Squadron Beast Ranger. And that is the 16th season of the Super Which Sentai. is fucking crazy. And that, that, that came out in 92. Yeah. Yeah. Which so it was, it was, the, it was like, you know, the current one or, you know, it had just, just finished airing. And yeah. like these shows always have tons of seasons. So I believe... 60 episodes was American, uh, but there was 40 in Japan of, of zero. It's, it's usually just called zero ranger. It's like Z Y U U ranger. Yeah. Z U, which is funny because the second iteration of the American show was what? Zio power Rangers. Zio. Yeah. Z E O. So clearly that's why that was called that they had like an homage to the zero ranger. Right. Anyway, continue. I do have a bunch of crap on that show. So yes, yes. We'll get to it when that. you're ready. Right. So I mean, this is a show that you know I really enjoyed as a teenager. I was, I think, I believe I was like 14, mm-hmm. 14, 15 when this show came out. Um, Did we lose Joe? No, I, I my <laughs> mind just went blank. Mm-hmm. My mind just went blank <laughs> so so did the podcast. Right, <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a fantastic show. I only, I, I stopped watching like after the third season because like all the original members were like leaving the show, yeah. and um, which I guess was a common thing for the Japanese franchise. Like every new season, you would have like a new cast with uh, new powers and swords and all that. Uh, but I, I, I really gravitate towards the. The, the original cast, you know, you have Austin St. John who played the red Ranger as um, Jason, Jason Lee Scott. And then you have Trinity Trinity. Uh, I'm sorry. Trini, Trini. played uh, who, who was uh, oh, the actress. Her name was a uh, toy toy Trang. I can't pronounce yeah, her. her. I think name. that's right. I think it's Thai Trang. Yeah. And she obviously, and, had a long and she, yeah, unfortunately she, she passed away from a car accident, like back in 2000, ago, 2001 yeah. or something like that. Um, then you have Walter Jones who played the black Ranger, uh, Zach, Zach Tyler. Um, oh, yeah. and then you have Amy Jo Johnson who played the, the pink Ranger. Yeah. And she went on to play, um, oh, what was that? That show that was on the CW or was Felicity. It? Oh, she was on Felicity. Okay. She was on Felicity. Um, and then you have, uh, David Yost, Yost, who Yost, Yost, Y O S T. Yeah. Who looks and, like, if you look at him now today, he looks like a straight up child molester. And I know that's not nice to say, but if you just look at him, you will agree with me. <laughs> oh, geez. Like, yeah. well, what kind of level? Are we talking like Jared level? It looks or? bad. Like, like bad i would i would like if i saw him hanging around the school even across the street i would i would i would say something well now we're never gonna get david yost on the show i mean that's okay okay 
All right. Just as long as we're as long as <laughs> we're okay fine. crossing that bridge, here we go. <laughs> Burning that, I, bur- I burned it. Cross and burned. And we have uh, Jason David Frank, who is, of course, clearly like the most popular one. Everybody's the goddamn yeah. He's the green. Ranger. And and he he played Tommy Oliver, mm-hmm. and he was in like I think he was like the the only one that lasts like the longest of uh, everyone. Even like you know the even like the, the newer newer cast from like Zio and Turbo, like he fucking stayed on mm-hmm. for like the longest time. Yeah, and he kept coming back. You know, I didn't know that when they went to Zio and Turbo, a lot of the cast was the same. I just stopped watching, so I didn't know yeah. that. I assumed that it was all new people, and it wasn't. They like it was the later Rangers, like when Jason and Kimberly left, and and like it was Rocky and. Uh, what was the, the Asian kid's name? Uh, I don't remember. It was Rocky. Aisha was yellow. And there was yeah. like. And they have the a new black ranger. But yeah, the new black oh, he ranger, was Adam. Adam. Park. Adam. Yeah. So yeah. he became like they switched colors. They all switched up the colors when they went to like Zio and Turbo yeah. and all that good yeah. stuff. But they did stay the same up until that third one. I think whatever the fourth one was, it was different. And even then, like actors would come back like i know at one point like um uh tommy came back and he was like a red ranger and then like uh jason david frank who was j uh no I, i'm no jason david frank is tommy uh yeah. the guy was uh, jason the character jason, jason yeah. came back the original red ranger he came back and he was a gold ranger for a little while yeah and he actually i think if you look him up like jason as the gold ranger looks really awesome i don't know which show that was but yeah, I'm not it, sure either. It's interesting, like how much they did that. They they kept going back, and there was like you know, characters would keep showing up just for fun, just because. Um, but yeah, yeah, right. Um, so yeah, I mean, it was, it was a good show. Um, back in the day, I mean, going back to it now is kind of like cringeworthy. Yeah. Um, I feel like we knew it was cringeworthy at the time anyway. Right. But it was yeah. on every day after. It was school. on every day. Yeah. And honestly, having I, I firmly believe this as a parent now, and it was the same sort of thing back then. You know, 8-Bit, you were obviously a little kid and you yes. got into Power Rangers really young and they became yep. one of your favorite things for a long time. And things are fun when you have a little kid to like watch stuff with. with. Who's like, like way into it. Yeah. Like yep. even if I would never have, I probably never would have watched it or maybe I would have, I don't know, but I might not have if I didn't have that little kid to watch it with, like it right. somehow I makes think, it okay. Yeah. I think that fun. that's why I watched it too. was with you guys. Yeah. It was, it was just kind of fun. It was like, I on had every single a day red after ranger vinyl chair. Yes, you did. Yeah. Which yeah. I, which I got. Yeah, you. that's right. That's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it was, you love that. You love that. Fucking it thing. All the time. Yes, you did. Like, like you, like, even I if you grew it. out of it, you still sat on it. Yeah, like, I was like, I was like, this. I was like 25 mine. and I was like, fuck it. And then I mean, you're sitting on it right now. I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 <laughs> it's in a my pancake. <laughs> it's a pancake. Now it's just a red. <laughs> pancake. It's not even red. I framed uh, it. <laughs> all the red has, has rubbed off. Oh my um, God. But yeah, it was definitely a, a very, silly show um that yeah had- really really goofy you had you had your the, the the goofy characters like bulk and skull yeah um, they're and like really the, the the comic relief of the show act, yeah and the um bad. except they for, weren't now, that may, much may, of a maybe relief. alpha five if you want to count alpha five oh, i hated alpha five 
It's like he was so fucking annoying. Like, is he supposed to be like the comic relief? I don't know. See, but for me, I'm like annoyed. For He's me, like the... go ahead. Like, what I did like though was was the robots. Yes, yes, the Zords were yeah, the fucking Zords amazing. Were like, the Zords, which were is cool. the main the reason why. Cool. Yeah, it was like the main reason why I kept watching the show. Yeah, was for the Zords because Beyond it was like for Voltron. like two seconds at the end, but it was right. Still it was it was like Voltron. Yeah. Or like Ultraman, really looking Ultraman, back now. Yeah. Now you know we didn't know it at the time, but that's the same thing. Like every single episode of Ultraman, they introduce a monster, and then the monster ravages the town for a minute, and then at the very end, Ultraman shows up and beats the monster's ass. Well, in this one, it's the same fucking exact thing. So it's like you know, it's following that tried and true formula that has been around for literally thirty years at this point, and uh, just kind of funny. But yeah, it it. I don't know. The, the Zords look super good. Like I so good. And they're, they're practical. They do kind of look like toys, but they're fun. And I, I just, I just, I just love them. And I love, yes. I always love dinosaurs. So I don't know, big robot dinosaurs. Like I'm in, I don't even care yes. like how bad the show is. I'm going to watch it for the bad robot dinosaurs. And honestly, like I legitimately still love the design of the original Megazord. I really do. Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, I think he it's looks better iconic. than Voltron. I think he looks complete. I mean, similar to Voltron because every one of his appendages is a different color because the same exact thing. Yeah, like they all form in that same exact way. So, you know, one of them's and all form the head, but like all the other ones are just you know an appendage. But like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It 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 to me it looks really cool, and he's got that like Optimus Prime shield mouth, and um, mm-hmm. I like the horns and stuff. I don't know. I I love I love that first Megazord. Right. Yep. Yeah. yeah me it's too. it's classic. It's still cool. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. absolutely. And I, I loved watching the, the whole transformation process too. I thought yeah, that was pretty like, amazing for back back then. So funny. It's like you know Saban, man. It's like whatever we can do to eat up more screen time so that I have to produce less new stuff, I will do that. Right. Like so five, every time, five minute transformation. Yeah, process. every time it's like the same five minute transformation. And also every time they transform, they had the sequence where they're holding their morphers at the time. Tyrannosaurus! Triceratops! And then there's Zach who's like Mastodon. So like cool and shit. Um I kind of I want to ask you guys, like who who's your favorite character? Uh, the, the the original out of the so like before tommy before tommy yeah before tommy i liked the blue ranger because i liked the the look of his helmet and i liked uh his weapon and also his zord was a triceratops, triceratops so of course yep. i like that yeah so my favorite was billy even though i hated billy i liked the blue ranger billy yes. yeah billy <laughs> yeah but then, yeah, I, agree I mean, that. obviously, Tommy comes along and blows it all up, and everybody's like favorite seems to be the Green Ranger. Yeah, everyone, everyone's like, everyone faps the Mine as well. I mean, I love the Green Ranger, but like, um, yeah, uh, I'd say, I think looking back, like the humans, I think Zach was the best. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I definitely like the Blue Ranger. Like, I always played as him in the games and stuff, but in the show, I think the Black Ranger was, was definitely like, Zach. Tech. Looking back, he was super cool. Right. Not the worst. Actor. I mean, I liked I liked Jason too. Like as the main character guy, it's like as a kid, he was probably my actual favorite. Yeah. But like looking back, I think I think I like Zach. I, yeah. I, I always just made like Joe and I always made fun of Jason 
because he always sounded so constipated. He's always like, oh. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, like really, really <laughs> yeah, trying really to push out that tightening like, that diaphragm. He's like, just like, <laughs> he's like, he's like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's so weird. <laughs> he speaks in a permanent key eye. Oh my god. Oh my so god. the masked rider guy, again, the American one, like did his best Jason impression, only he spammed the sound. And like if you <laughs> thought that like Jason did it a lot, oh my oh no. god. He was just a Jason sound. In that first episode of Masked Rider, it's just like, Argh! but he sounds bored. See, at least Jason uh, was like full fucking, you know, force trying to like, trying to push out that shit. This guy's like, <laughs> this guy's like, hey, 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 it's like, no, 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 you don't read uh, it. You have to yell it. Hey, <laughs> I mean, I, you hear it like until it's broken. And your brain is just. And you're like, what is a? Uh, Why are you saying a? Oh my god! The fuck! You just jumped! Like, what the fuck are you doing? I have to see this now. I have like, if you jumped off a cliff, would Aya. you say a? And then trail it off until you landed? Yeah. <laughs> would you do that? <laughs> I've done that, that every time. Fucking sense. <laughs> oh my god. A. Like you're not gonna do that. Doesn't even make hey, sense. yeah, hey, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, <laughs> stupid. Also, Zach's right. pants, though. Yeah. Oh yeah, he was. Oh yeah. Yeah. The he MC had those hammer hammer pants. pants. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 What I loved about Zach is that he created his own fighting style because he he did like a lot of dance moves. We also incorporated kung fu with it. That's and then his, his I, weapon I, was an axe, right? Is that yeah? It was it was an axe, yeah. It was so cool. Oh, I always love axes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The Black yeah. Ranger was cool. Uh, I liked I liked his helmet. I really liked the Blue Ranger's helmet. Yes. Helmet. Yes. Really, yeah, think yes. that was the best look. Totally. But um, yeah. The uh, the the one the one thing that uh, I really always was bummed about is that the Zords themselves didn't get a lot of uh, scream time, but they also didn't really do anything different from episode to episode usually it's the same footage it's as if yep. he only got the footage from like one episode and was playing it over and over and that was true for the bad guys too you'd see the same shots of rita and the gang and they would overdub new dialogue for whatever the episode was you know dealing with or whatever but like it's always the same shots the exact like two or three shots of Rita doing the exact same hand sweeps and turning yeah. around in the same direction and all the stuff. And, and all the shows are like that too. In the Cayman rider one, the, uh, the mass rider I watched, it's like the bad guys were, Oh my God, you saw the same couple of shots, like three, four times in one episode. It's like the same shot, like turning from the left, you know, the, there was a, in the that show, there's like this floaty robot and you know how like in old 50s movies and whenever there's something that's supposed to be floating like a ufo it's like wobbly because it's just on like a single string you know yeah. like yep. this is like the same thing but it's like a robot puppet and it's so clearly just on one string and it's wobbling like so much and i don't know they it's like could you maybe have i don't know taken another shot where maybe it wasn't wobbling so much but they kept that shot and then they showed it a million times so he's like, it's the exact wobble. It's like they, they it's always him turning to the right. I don't know. It's right. it's just so cheap, so ridiculous. But yeah, 
Um, one of the things I think is, is fun to mention is that uh, the, when they recast the Black Ranger and you had Adam, yeah. uh, Adam is played by Johnny Young Botch. And yeah. uh, he is like absurdly prolific as a voice actor now. Like yes. oh, in yes. every yeah. single anime, like every single video game you can throw a stick at. Like, I mean, he's just all if over. It's not like, Troy Baker. <laughs> yeah, right, right. not <laughs> Troy Baker. Bradley yeah. D. Baker, too. Oh yeah, yeah. Am I getting the name wrong, Brad? D. Bradley Baker. D. Bradley Baker. Okay. Yeah, it's all them um, bakers. You don't yeah. see a lot mm-hmm. of candlestick makers in uh, voice acting, though. You, you don't. You don't. Right. Um, but yeah, so Johnny Young Bosch, he did the voice of Zero in like uh, I guess the Marvel versus Capcom Infinite and Smash Bros. Ultimate. Oh, that's so funny. He did the voice of Nero in Devil May Cry. Yeah. Um, oh, was, I didn't know that. Like he did uh, Bumblebee's voice in Transformers War for Cybertron, that that old game on the PS3. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a character in uh, what is this Persona? Oh, he actually was in a Kamen Rider game, and then like I don't know. As far as uh, I, I think, like some of his his bigger roles in anime would would uh, let me hold on, wait. I'm trying to look for. I think uh, I know he's in Full Metal Alchemist, right? Because that's the one. Yeah, he's a oh, he's a character in Full Metal Alchemist. I don't know. He's he's got a crazy yeah, fucking list, but it's cool. worth mentioning because it's like oh yeah, I totally remember him as Adam, but now I don't see his face anymore. I just hear his voice mm. everywhere, which is like right. different. It's a different way of recognizing him. I'm like oh holy shit, put two and two together. It's the same same guy, right? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's cool. I, I yeah, no that's that's awesome for him. That's <clears throat> yeah yeah. He really just went went into it. Yeah, because it does seem it. like a lot of those guys just kind of didn't have huge acting careers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but um, yeah, that that's that's really cool. And obviously, like Jason David Frank, who was Tommy. I mean, he's still doing it. Like th- they mm-hmm. were trying to get this like white dragon zord movie. I don't know, or something like that. Like funded on Kickstarter for a couple of years. I don't know. I don't know what they're doing with it. But there, there's some like fan made with jason david frank as some like I, I literally think it's it's like a white dragon sword like they combine the two the first two that he mm-hmm. was the yeah. green and the white but um new england clam chowder is that the green or the white you always go always go green. The white. gotta get that green clam cloud um but yes the uh the green ranger was super fucking badass definitely my favorite uh, look for like any of the Rangers. Also, he had that cool, like they called it the shield. It was this like green over armor, basically gave him a, a cool, like pair of nightcrawler shoulder pads pretty much. And, um, and he, he was just badass. and he had a fucking robot Godzilla. He basically had Mecha Godzilla as his Zord. I mean, so, who doesn't yeah, want that? Which is amazing. Yeah. So, so pretty cool. And he had um, his flute, flute dagger. Yeah. He had his, uh, his, his flute that, so, tried to sound like a trumpet but was a synthesizer and he blew into it with his mask on you know yep yeah yep it uh, all checks out yeah right works That's good cool. then later later on he turns into the white ranger because he lost the green ranger powers or uh if you want to go with the real reason they ran out of footage because the uh the green ranger wasn't actually in that many episodes of the original show right so, so they're just like oh yes. <clears throat> but funny. as far as the american version goes he lost his powers <laughs> Lost yes. the Green Ranger powers. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. <laughs> and yeah. and uh, Zordon, uh, is that his name? Zordon. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Zordon. Oh, you know, created created the the White Ranger. Yeah. 
And like, I, I thought, can, this is a thing I can do now. Right. All of a sudden. I wonder um, if in the original show, if the Green Ranger and the White Ranger were even related. So and like Saban just made it. They, they, weren't, they weren't at all. It was, okay. I don't even think there was a White Ranger. I, th- I, I wasn't. I, I wish I looked it up more specifically with the White Ranger. I, st- I kind of ended with the green, but uh, I don't think the White Ranger was. F- for sure, they weren't related because the character actually dies. When, when the Green Ranger ends, that character's dead. Oh, um, so, so yeah. I don't know um, if there even was a White Ranger or if that was truly a, an American thing that they came up with. Because he doesn't make sense. He's a tiger. All the other ones are fucking dinosaurs. Dinosaurs and Godzillas. And Godzillas. <laughs> God's sakes. God's sakes. For the sake of God. Uh, so you guys. Although I did, I did the, uh, like. I, I really like the White Ranger, and I, I do yeah. love the, ti- the the Tiger Zord. I thought it was really cool. I love oh, the yeah. fact that it turned into its own robot, which which the 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 Red Dragon Zord did, which Santino mentioned. Yes, so, which which was also really really cool. Yep. Um, but yeah, like ah, I, yeah, the Zords were. I, I kind of trailed off my point, but I wish we got to see them do more things like yes. from episode to episode, like, Oh, there's this one episode where the, the saber tiger does this totally thing, totally new thing. We've never seen it do before. It's like, no, it just runs on the scene and transforms. That's all it does. Like, I wish we got to see them do shit because they were right. cool. And the, even the Tyrannosaurus Rex, the, the main just regular Tyrannosaurus Rex. I feel like there were episodes where at the beginning of the show where it got to fight by itself because it was, you know, the only of the Zords, it was the only one that was shaped like an upright man. So it could like, yeah. you know, kind of do some stuff. The other things were smaller, but um, ah, yeah. No, the White the white Ranger was cool. For sure. For sure. And it, it also spawned like um, like a bunch of video games, some uh, some movies, yep. um, which is kind of funny. In the, the 1995 movie, uh, the... The Megazord in that one, I th- or is it the Ninja Zord? Is Ninja. it the Ninja Zord? Yeah. Okay, so in in the movie, the Ninja Zord looks completely different. Yeah. Than it does in the show. Yeah, they clearly didn't have enough money to finish the CG, and nobody will ever convince me it's anything but that. Right. Because the the head is like bizarre looking. It's, the, yeah, the head's no like face a, or anything. A, just a silver square. Yeah. It has it has no nothing. Right, and, it's so weird. And the actual design of that that Ninja Megazord is awesome, freaking like, awesome. Yeah, I love him. And the the like the crane is the head, and yep. it looks really unique, really cool. And um, yeah, in the movie, they just it doesn't really have a head; uh, it just has like a block. Uh, but the rest of the body is correct. Like all yes. the other things fit, but it's like of all the things to not finish, the fucking head. Right, like, like the that's most where important your eyes thing. Are gonna go. I don't <laughs> right, know, it's just so bizarre. So weird. But at least in that movie, even though it's terrible, they did have like quick scenes of the Zords doing stuff before they formed the Megazord. Like I remember yes. the whoever had the frog. I think it was the the. Oh, it was Zach. He's Zach like, had it. Oh no, no, no not Zach. Zach. It was, it was um, Adam. Adam, yes, that's right. Yeah, and he got a frog, and then the frog actually hopped on the scene, and then like had a tongue, and it like you know he grappled something with the tongue. You know, there was like some some stuff, like give yeah. me something. But right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you want to hear a little bit about the uh, the Japanese show? Oh, I sure do. So 
we have uh, <laughs> Dinosaur Squadron Beast Ranger. Um, which is funny. The first word is Kiryu, which is the third Mecha Godzilla. It's spelled a little bit differently, but um, it's the same. Clearly, the same word. It, 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 I think it means dragon. Yeah, this this says dinosaur, so maybe it's like because it is. I don't know. Who knows? It could be either. Um, but I think it's the same word. But anyway, so we have uh, fr- this is uh, taken from Ranger Wiki, the official Power Rangers Wiki. It says, um, 170 million years ago, five. Okay, so this is like seriously, soak all this in. We okay, what do we know of Power Rangers? They're just random fucking teenagers that this disembodied head in a goddamn tube decided he was going to imbue with superpowers because no fucking reason at all in fact in that first episode it sounds like he kind of doesn't like teenagers he's like oh unpredictable young humans otherwise known as teenagers like why do you need to find them why not find like actual like adults like people who can actually (laughs) even with experience yeah something i don't know they're just they're just bastards but anyway putting kids in danger Find me five five little shits, Alpha. Five little shits that are good people, but they're all shits. But um. <laughs> so anyway, so this is completely different. This is much more of a you know rooted in Japanese culture, but a fantasy story, and uh, it's really like a lot of its period because it a lot of it takes place like in this mythical kingdom on Earth, but like you know, th- well, this supposedly starts. Uh, 170 fucking million years ago and uh and stuff so literally almost nothing like really literally nothing at all like nothing at all is the same essentially so okay so 170 million years ago five ancient human tribes with the protection of the guardian beasts which by the way are the zords they're called guardian beasts okay coexisted with the dinosaurs so there were dinosaurs and people living together, mass hysteria. Mass hysteria. Only it wasn't mass hysteria. It was fucking nice. It was like nice. It was like uh, a good period of, period of like, you know, niceness. Uh, it said this ended when the evil witch Bandora, a.k.a. Rita Repulsa, started a war on the dinosaurs because of the death of her son, Kai. Bandora decided that the only way Kai's death could be avenged was if she sold her soul to die Satan. It's an pronounced evil... Satine. <laughs> it's not. Uh, an evil, almost ice-like head creature who had immense power and who later in the series could be summoned by Bandora in the end. Uh, it's, oh, no, it says, in the end, the five tribes. So, yeah, so it, it's kind of glosses over this. There are, there are, um, did it say the tribes? There are five tribes. So, like, Every one of the rangers represents one of the five tribes. They all had like a connection with a specific dinosaur and a specific guardian beast. Um, so it says uh, guardian beasts, AKA Megazords sealed Bandora and her minions, not on the moon, but on planet nemesis um, before going into hibernation. And Planet Nemesis, the deal is one, once every 170 million years, it comes close enough to Earth that apparently they can see each other because that's how space works. Um, so in 1992, Nemesis returned to Earth's orbit 
and two astronauts exploring the planet accidentally released her and her minions from prison, which is what we see for one second every single time at the beginning of Power Rangers, where she's like, ah, now I'm free. Um, well, like this was a whole episode. This was like it, it started off and there were astronauts that landed on this planet because it had come close to Earth. They're like, what is this shit? And then they go and then there's like, oh, there's this weird capsule thing in the ground. And what are we going to do? And then like they there's a whole fucking scene. It's like, let's just open it up. It's just scuttled. (laughs) Yeah, don't do that. It's just part of the freaking intro every single time. So anyway, so they release Bandora and. um, And so this show does not have a Zordon at all, but there is a like an ancient wizard dude who's like i don't know i think he's immortal and he's just been living amongst the humans but he's clearly not and so his name is barza and he when this happens and bandora is released um barza retreats to his underground lair two thousand meters below the apartment building where he worked as a front um there he decides he's got to revive the five holy warriors of the just of of justice um, which he had been guarding the whole time, who had been uh, placed into suspended animation 170 million years ago, just in case they 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 were needed when you know the planet Nemesis came around again. Good thing that was that's some good thinking because that was a long ass time. That's like that's like back when Merle C was still human. I mean, am I right, Berm? <laughs> I don't think uh, he was ever human. All right, what, always- well, right, whatever he started as one of the. Uh, I think he was always just a giant. The, the, like yeah, but a, then he mutated. He mutated because that's how caves work. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He was, just um, a, he was just a malformed of whatever he was. Sure. Um, but his mom still didn't have a name. Uh, so right. these, the five heroes, um, so each one was a different, um, was from a different tribe that used to coexist with the dinosaurs. And uh, so now with the aid of the guardian beasts, the Zeo Rangers fought Bandora and her Dora monsters. Um, so yeah, it's it's completely a hundred percent nothing even remotely similar to the plot. Um, I'll just run down the list of the characters. Uh, they didn't call not that it's a huge difference, but they didn't call them by the color. They weren't Red Ranger, Black Ranger. They were Tyranno Ranger, and his name was uh, so he's the main character guy. His name's Geki. Uh, then there's Mammoth Ranger, and his name's Gaushi. Tricera Ranger, and his name's Dan. <laughs> Don! 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 Don-san! This is uh, destined to be Joe's favorite character. Uh, the Tiger Ranger was not a girl. It's actually a guy, and his name is literally boy, spelt B-O-I. <laughs> boy! 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 <laughs> and there's the the only actual female ranger the terror ranger and her name's may and that makes sense right because the pink ranger was the only one with the skirt yep so it's always like well why is why does why doesn't trini have a skirt she has pants or why doesn't kimberly have pants the fuck it's like right. well no well that's why because in the original show it was actually a boy um and so uh, the, and then there's uh, the Green Ranger gets introduced later and he is introduced as the evil brother of the Red Ranger. And uh, he uh, they never he uh, the Red Ranger never knew he had a brother and he shows up and there's this whole complicated backstory and it doesn't really matter. But uh, his name's uh, Burai. 
Bray! Um, and he's the he's the Dragon Ranger. And what's kind of funny is the Zords, um, at least the main, at least, I don't know, maybe not all of them, I'm not sure, but the Megazord and the Dragon Zord actually had names. And the Megazord, I didn't write down. I don't remember what it is. It's kind of a complicated name. But the Megazord would fucking talk. He was like, oh, wow. Yeah, once they like could combine and make him, he became his own character. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, he totally like lays down the smack and shit. And there's like this one scene I found because I watched like essentially all the clips I could find on YouTube that dealt with the Green Ranger in this show. So, Burai. And um, he, there's a scene where, you know, the Red Ranger is like 100%, you know, so Geki is 100% like does not want to fight his brother, never knew he existed, is super, you know, just trying to get him to calm down and stop fighting. And Burai just wants to kick his ass. And he's not under anybody's spell either. There's no Rita like forcing him to do this, like, you know, happened in the in the original. Well, no, happened in our version of the show. Um, he's just like he just hates Geki. He's pissed at Geki. And, um, you know, for reasons that don't matter. And so uh, and there's this one scene where they're fighting again, like because there's been numerous fights already. And the fucking Megazord like lays down the shit and he's like, stop it. He's like, stop your shit, Bri. I'm sick of your shit. And, the he, shit, but I... and, and he shoots like fucking lasers at the ground. So the Megazord is like yelling at the two dudes on the ground, telling them to stop fighting. And he's like shooting lasers. Like it's like this. This is so weird. This is so different than it's anything. Like attempted murder. Right. Ever happened. Seriously. And he almost hit. <laughs> he almost hit Geki. And Geki's like the hero. I mean, come on, guys. But hey, that's you know, that's what he that's what he did. And the um, the Dragon Sword is actually named Caesar. Oh, kind of what? Weird. Like the salad? Yeah, like the salad. Uh, and he does get summoned by the dragon dagger. Same sort of thing. Same exact uh, little tune. The same same tune. Um, one of the only things they actually kept. And uh, I will I will say one last thing I learned, which was uh, I thought pretty cool. Um, they did have a scene, even though Burai wasn't working with Rita or bandora um there was a scene where she kind of was like watching all this happen because he was very much a wild card for the show you know he was like a random thing that happened he woke up and he was his own villain that had nothing to do with any of the other villains on the show but he just had his own agenda he just hated freaking geki so much and and whatever but so Rito's like, I'm going to capitalize on this. And the enemy of, the, of my enemy is my friend. So I'm going to like go down and make friends. And so she was like, hey, uh, I don't really know you or anything. But like, uh, how about like I give you this really super sweet weapon that like would help you defeat this uh, brother of yours because I hate him, too. And uh, at first, Burai was like, fuck, no, fuck you. And then and then she's like, no, no, seriously, I'm just going to teleport you there. And then so he's like, okay, well, I guess I have to now. So he's he's in this like underground chamber and there's this big door. He goes through the door and then there's this fire and this cool chamber and there's like guardian night guy. And there's the evil sword that Rita gave him in Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. It, do you remember that? It was it was actually in the Genesis game. Yes. Yeah. It's like this very, very, very curved sword. And I always thought it was like insanely badass. Oh but yeah. Only I think it only shows up for like one episode. I think he only has it when he's evil. 
So maybe maybe a, maybe an arc. Maybe it was yeah the- it, yeah it was the the Green Ranger arc. I think, yeah, so I think was- uh, he became good after that sword got destroyed. Gotcha. So like that sword in this one, it had a name and it was called Hellfried, and which they pronounce Hellfriedo. <laughs> Hellfriedo. <laughs> uh, it was super badass though it was so great like he has to he has to jump through this fire and uh and then there's a knight he had to defeat the knight and then he he was able to claim hellfried and uh it was fucking cool and so he he goes and clearly has a kind of a complex relationship eventually um turns good and fights with them and joins the team and eventually eventually he ends up getting killed and um uh yeah he 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 dies and they have this big you know touching supposedly death scene or whatever extended death scene and he does give his brother his gold shield so do you remember that episode of mighty morphin when when that happened and jason got to wear the the gold shield for like a minute yes it was just like part of one episode right like yeah tommy for some reason he got like knocked out or something well, that is the scene where the actual Green Ranger Burai is actually dying. And when Jason takes it, it's very different than when his brother takes it. In the Japanese show, it's like, I'm dying here. Take this with you. You know, you, you don't let the power die with me. You'll, you'll be able to be stronger here. Take this, my brother. You know, I'm sorry, whatever. Yeah. In, in the American show, it was just like, he's like, like Jason, I, 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 I got my butt kicked and I can't get up right now. So for like two seconds, just like take this cool thing and then give, give it right back. And that's what happened. Like Jason only had it for like that part of one episode, but I guess in, in the, the super Sentai, he actually had it from that point on. Huh? So I think it's like super neat. Like seeing, yeah, the, they uh, just kept the continuity. Yeah. yeah and then like, that's like a great power up. So like, yeah, the, the green ranger, didn't permanently stay in either show, but the difference being, of course, that Tommy continued on with us and Burai just just was dead. Um, but anyway, it had it had a very distinct arc to the show. It ended. Uh, they did defeat Rita at the end of it, or, or whatever her name is. I already I keep forgetting it. B- B- was it Bandora? Um, she she ends up get like literally the the Megazord fucking tells him to fuck off and like blast him into space like the talking megazord not them piloting the megazord <laughs> right um so it's just so incredibly different and so weird i guess um one of our so one of our retroids uh michael scully mentioned that you can actually watch the show on um i believe it's screen tv so it's like shout yeah or it might be shout tv it's like the that company that makes all the cool DVDs of, of all mm-hmm. the movies. Yeah. Stuff. Shout. Yeah. Shout, and then they have scream. So I, it's probably just shout. That is the brand, but they have like, I guess a subscription service, but there are free things you can watch. And he actually posted a link on our Octopon to this uh, today where we were talking about the, your own power Rangers and stuff. And uh, I guess you can watch the whole series, um, which is kind of fun because I, I legitimately was having fun and, 8-bit, like you said, with Beetleborgs, like it's very, very different in tone. Like, yeah, yes, it's still silly and cheesy for sure. But in the right, same I mean, way you're, you're not going to look at the Zords and all of a sudden be like, "Wow, this is a great work of art." Right? But it's just right. more like, okay, but it's it's. I think what you're about to say is like a Godzilla movie where you watch it in the original Japanese, 
a lot of times, you know, the performances are sincere. Yeah, yeah. They're not necessarily like a total cheese ball. You know, right. a lot of what makes those movies so hokey is the bad dubbing. Right. So when you take the bad dubbing and you just read the subtitles, mm -hmm. it's like, oh, wow. You know, these movies actually are not anywhere close to as, you know, cheese ball as you chalk them up to be. Yeah. So, yeah, I, w I would like love to go through some like yeah, me OG me Power Rangers, you know, Sentai, you know, yeah. like that would be awesome. Mm. Yeah. Z, Z Ranger. And like. Yep. Honestly, one of the things that was it kept hitting me in the face. I was was like, you know, earlier I said it, it was like Saban took like like all his fucking footage of Rita was from like one episode or something. You kept seeing the same shots. It's like, oh my god, it is so insane to a see her actually her mouth actually matching what she's saying. First of all, right, and and b doing different stuff like not just her but like everybody. So I feel like there probably is stuff with the Zords that we didn't get. And and I mean, just even even just the bad guys, even just not having to see the same fucking two seconds every time of the same things. Like, honestly, it was so weird, so surreal. I've seen I've seen these characters for forever now, but it's like I said, it's always those same shots. So it's mm -hmm. like, oh, my God, new footage. What? What is this? Right, I've never what seen is this. What is this? It's like insane. You can see her. I've never seen her left side before. I've never seen <laughs> Goldar talk when he's not punching the air. Like, oh, I guess he only did that once. And that was just the second that they took. Right. Yeah. yeah. I like Goldar. I thought he was cool. His name was Griffersor. 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 Mm. Hmm. And the putties were called golems. Oh, or okay. golems, 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 crazy. Yep. So that was my deep dive into Kiryu Sentai's Uranger. Oh yeah. Last last cool. thing. Instead of saying it's morphin time, they would say Dino Bakla. I love Baklava. <laughs> Dino Bugala. Dino Bugala. And there was no like they wouldn't change to like a screen of their faces and electricity. They would they would get it off their belt and shove it forward just like th that's the same action, but then it would just they would just be in their costumes like instantly. There was no like blue screen bullshit drawn out yeah, for 10 have, minutes. They didn't have to, yeah, they didn't have to fluff it out. Right. Right. Yeah, so I think I really think that like seeing this show from start to finish is like wow. There's probably it's probably so little um, filler compared to the the Saban version. But hey, right. that was his jam. That's what he did, and he made that is three billion dollars off of it. That's fucking crazy, right? So fucking crazy. Speaking of crazy, it, let's face it. A lot of people grew up with Power Rangers and still love it to this day. Oh, I'm absolutely, sure. you know, absolutely. I'm sure. He made a lot of crap, but he made he you know it was crap people loved. So right, the Power Rangers just happens to be the, the to top, the very top of all the crap. Yeah, <laughs> definitely his biggest hit. That's for sure. Yeah, and speaking of crazy, you know, I was saying earlier that you know I really I I like Goldar a lot as a character. Um, I don't know if you guys saw the the recent movie from 2017. I did not. Nope. I chose not to. That's very wise. Um, it was fucking garbage. And Goldar was in it. 
but not like how he remembered him. He was literally molten gold right. in the shape of some kind of like monster with no face. Yeah, he looks terrible. So fucking Yuck. bad. And, and Rita and, and Rita was controlling him like 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 he was her Zord, uh, or, something. Zord or something. So fucking bad. And spoiler alert, um, not that anyone would care. Uh, the way how they defeat Rita herself is the absolute dumbest thing I have ever witnessed <laughs> in film. Okay. Okay. So the 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 Megazord flicks her, or or, like, swat, or, or swats her, or swats her. Okay. They they swat her, <laughs> and she goes into space and freezes. Oh, nice. That's how they defeat her. Is that how they beat that Space was, Godzilla? That was literally like the entire fight. It's like, okay, Goldar is wreaking havoc and and the Megazord is trying to stop him, but he's too powerful. And oh, uh, uh Rita comes out of, of Goldar and, and the Megazord just like swipes her and she flies into space. That 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 was like two minutes worth right there. That was the entire fight. And, They're and, like, oh, wasn't that worth it? Guys. And then, and, then, and, and then the movie ends, and then they do like one of those um uh end scene credits, like like after like the post credits post credits, yeah, yeah. Um and they they hint that um Tommy was gonna appear in the next movie. Like like they thought for sure that that this movie was gonna be a, a fucking success. <laughs> and it ended up being the complete opposite. Like it was such a financial failure that that they they're like, you know what, fuck it, we'll do another reboot. Oh no, so don't now, do that. So now they're gonna. So now they're in a process, or they're developing a new reboot for another movie. It seems like it's it hasn't been long enough for another one. Jesus Christ! So like, give give bad. it another another I don't know decade or something. Give or it just, another never. Right, yeah. It's like, like, just why bother? This is so fucking bad. And what, what I didn't like about the movie, because all that, that stuff it was is stuff too that you liked. Right, right. It, it, it was too dark. It was very, very gritty. Like the character Billy dies, oh, wow. but comes back to life. Oh, oh. because Zordon's like, oh well, I can, I can bring him back to life with what little power i have left and if comes back to life and like, like nothing happens I, I, like, I don't care i don't care if like, i mean honestly they show just like killed off a character and be like oh that's so sad and then bring in tommy for the next movie mm-hmm. to complete the five or whatever mm. i don't know whatever it was just bad don't watch it <laughs> yeah it looks pretty bad yeah fucking fucking garbage all right, so that's pretty much it for this segment of the podcast. And it's almost time to catch that horizon. But before we say goodbye, let's go to this. Hello, and welcome to the Dorkening Podcast Network. Press pound to hear the available shows. That strange show, Throwdown Thursday, Loose Cannon with Jar Jar Jeremy. Three Guys That Horror, the new and improved Super Retro Throwback Reviews, The Audio Files 2.0. This is probably one of Dwayne's worst films. 
Yeah, he's allowed to have a tooth fairy every now and then, sure. Yeah, this is a tooth fairy and then some, because it does not show the monsters tearing up buildings until the f- last 20 minutes of the movie. That That's what right. the game is. It's fucking monsters tearing up a, fuck, a fucking city. Secret Underground Hideout. Cinema with Harrison Smith. Dorks the Podcast. The Dorkening. Black and White Fright. The Wicked Horror Show. Subscribe to all these awesome shows anywhere podcasts can be found. For more information, check out thedorkening.com. Oh, hey there, Count Panic. I got a question for you. What's that, Bob? What do you know about Mothman, the Loch Ness Monster, ghosts, demons, and things that go bump in the night? Not much, Bob. Well, lucky for you, we host a podcast called Bob After Dark, where we talk about legends, lore, and the supernatural. Wow, where can I find this podcast? Wherever you find your great podcasts at. Occasionally, we all come across things that bring our piss to a boil. Now it's time to feel the rage and start petting those peeves. Hey everyone, Boss Rush going here. Now, Feta's all freshly ruffled and coming at you with some more peeves that I'm about to pet for all you about all you out there. Uh, I'm gonna try to quick fire like uh, three different examples here, and I'm sure everyone out there can relate to you know a couple or all three of these. Uh, the first one I'm gonna mention, which I feel is completely pointless is when you're on the highway and then you have someone in a car merging onto the highway, they decide to put on their left blinker and it's like, well, yeah, no shit. Of course you're going to go on the, on, on the fucking highway. Where else are you going to go? <laughs> it's like, it, it seems completely pointless to me. It's like, Oh, I'm sorry, officer. I thought they didn't have their blinker on. I thought they were going to ride the breakdown lane the whole way. So I was like, <laughs> I don't know. Now that in and of itself wouldn't annoy me so much. If those same exact drivers all of a sudden, forgot that they had blinkers and started switching lanes back and forth without using their blinkers anymore. It's like you use it for the most useless time, but now when you could use it for something useful, you don't, it's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? So that, that is just something that just annoys the fucking piss out of me when one or both of those things happen. You're pissless. I'm, <laughs> oh, I'm fresh out of piss. Piss whistles dry. Piss, piss whistle. <laughs> That's a good. I, I like that as an insult. You piss whistle. <laughs> <laughs> That's that a good one. That I'm, I'm, that is I'm a good use one. That, that is like all right. Piss whistle. Piss whistle. <laughs> nice. We need that on a shirt. Something good came out of this. Yeah. Hashtag oh, piss whistle. <laughs> Hashtag the piss whistles dry. Oh, <laughs> Christ. <laughs> and the right. second thing. The second thing I'm gonna. I'm going to mention something I kind of ran into recently. Well, not not literally ran into because um, that would that would have got me into a lot of trouble. But I live in a little sliver of a town between two bigger towns, and uh, uh, a lot of the streets don't have a lot of street lights. And but uh, one particular morning a couple weeks ago, there was like there was a couple people jogging on this road in a pitch black darkness and sub freezing temperatures in, in early in the morning. And I'm thinking to myself. Why the hell would someone do this? Get a fucking treadmill or go to a goddamn gym or jog anywhere fucking else. Why would you choose to jog? I mean, yeah, they had like little flashlights on so you could see somewhat where they were. But it's like, okay, you're you're literally putting your lives in someone else's hands. Like, what if the person's like, it's like I said, it's, it's below freezing. So what if there's black ice? What if the vehicle coming towards you slips? Or what if the person's just not paying attention? You're going to risk your life just to jog on a shitty road? which is ironic because you're probably jogging for health reasons. 
but it's like <laughs> I don't know. It it just makes no fucking sense to me. Oh, it's like, I know. Yeah, it's like it's like use your fucking brain, you fucking idiots. I'm sorry if you do that. You're an idiot. It's just 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 so dumb. Yeah. And then the third thing I would like to mention Think is uh, whenever, you, yeah. Um, and I'm sure everyone at some point or another has had to call someone like a utility worker or some sort of some something where someone has to come over to your house within a uh, a time window in order to you know provide a service for you, whether it's like calling the cable company, electrician, a painter, or whatever. And they usually you know set up a so like, oh, we'll show up between two and six or whatever the hell it is. And, uh, and of course, every single time this happens, you, know, you, you make sure you're there for like, you know, the beginning of the window. And they always show up probably like 15 minutes before the end of the window, if at all. If, you know, usually they're late anyway. So it's like that in and of itself is annoying. But what's the most annoying thing about shit like this? And it's only happened a couple times, but it's... Every single time, God forbid you have to go somewhere and you get back slightly after the window starts, like say, oh, like, oh, your window is like from two to six. And I'm like, oh, shit, I have to go get something real quick. I'll be back for two o'clock. You get held up and I get back at 2.04. And you, then all of a sudden, it's like as soon as you walk in the door, you get the phone call. Oh, yeah, our technician was there at two o'clock, but you weren't there. So they left. It's like. It's like, are you fucking serious? That that's the time you show up right fucking smack dab on time. Go fuck yourself, wrap yourself around a tree, fuck off and die. I'm done. Yeah, because otherwise they're <laughs> you know, they're going to be at the tail end of the the window or like uh, like past it. Yeah, every single time. There's no way they're going to be Johnny Johnny on the spot. Like never. Right. Okay. Nope. O- only the day you're like four minutes late yourself. Freaking Murphy's Law. Yeah. Yep. Yep. God damn you, Murph. Motherfuckers. Go go hit the joggers. And the people like signaling to get on the highway when there's like literally nowhere else they can go. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> Agreed. Uh, wow. Give me that ram, red ram, flail zord thing there. Yeah, the blood red ram, blood red ram, blood rod. red ram, blood red ram zord. <laughs> the blood red ram zord. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's more fun wow. to say than bronze pangolin zord, but. That's okay. Bronze Penguin <laughs> Zord. It was just like fell down the stairs as it came out. Bronze, Bronze Penguin Zord. Beetle Borgs. And they became Beetle Borgs. <laughs> yes. Bork. Exactly oh, what bork. happened. And, and now they're Beetle Borgs in the end. Shut up. Go to, go to sleep. <laughs> go to bed. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, all, right. <clears throat> all right. So does anyone have any proms? Um, I'll give it a rest this week with a pro. Yeah, I'm I'm good. Yeah, I think I'm good too. Yeah, I mean, uh, we're all promless, I suppose. <laughs> we're so promless. Who are we gonna go to prom <laughs> with? Um, <laughs> no tasty proms, huh? None. Uh, I'll I'll uh, I'll spare the listeners a week of uh, promoing my book. So I'll just I'll just I'll just. Not this. <laughs> I'll just not. But next time on Dragon Ball Z, yeah. Namek is still almost ready still almost look. on fire. Almost. Namek uh, is still fucked. Yeah. yeah. It's still gonna explode in only three seconds. <laughs> next Two hours week. later. <laughs> Two yeah. weeks later. Two weeks later. 
All right, so that wraps up the episode. If you haven't jumped ship by now, we certainly hope you've enjoyed this week's journey over the treacherous waters of all things that make growing up awesome. If you like what you've heard, please hit that little subscribe button and like us on Facebook and Twitter. As well as being part of the UniBR Podcast Network, Retro Octopus is a full-fledged member of the Dorkmean Podcast Network. So if you get a chance, please check out our sister shows like The Wicked Horror Show, Throwdown Thursday, Super Retro Throwback Reviews, and Amalga Miles. I have been your host, Nintendo. Thank you guys so much for joining us today. Hope you have a fantastic day, fantastic week, and hope you guys stay safe. And... We will see you guys shortly, like in two weeks. From yes, and it is morphin' time. Oh, yeah, yeah, guy. <laughs> Fucking morphin' time. Dinosaur! Oh my god, it's 10.30 right now. Were we just recording for fucking three hours? Is this a three-hour-long episode? Holy! I fuck. think so. <laughs> no. Yes. That's bad. That's bad. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh my oh, god. Shit.